You're listening to the Nerd of Godcast, and here is your episode 58 overture. You never want for something that you're passionate about to become mundane or routine. You've got to keep things new. I'm not about throwing out the baby, but sometimes you just have to refresh that bathwater. Today, we're going to talk about refreshing our faith and our fandom. Plus, Nerd of God cast hip-hop winner Ben Knight steps into his rap music-powered quantum accelerator to put right what once went wrong, and we welcome the Christian nerd Scott Higa to talk about Thor in this week's ICU-MCU. Don't forget to check out our daily devotional podcast on your Amazon Echo Skill or listen at nerdofgodcast.com. Get ready, this is your Nerd of Godcast. Hey there, guys and gals, geeks and gamers. You're listening to the Nerd of Godcast, that place on the Venn diagram of life where Christ culture and nerd culture find sweet, sweet two-player co-op. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Nerd of Godcast, that place where all of the things that make you get excited and spend your money on action figures and uh, 3D movie tickets and early release video games come together with all of the Bibles that you've stolen from hotel rooms and bring a magic high five together where the people and the children rejoice, and there was great rejoicing. Rejoicing! Yes. And for the record, they want you to steal the Bibles from the hotel rooms. If you actually need it, take those. That's why the Gideons leave them there. Uh, if you don't need it, leave it for the next person. He probably needs it uh, more than you do. But if you're in a Marriott, leave the Book of Mormon. That's not going to help you. My name's Tony T. And for the next little bit, we're going to be talking about all things Christ culture and nerd culture. But I'm not going to do it alone because with me, as always, is Steve-O Supremo. What's up, everybody? What's going on, Steve-O? Not much. All right. Over across the table from Steve-O is the big man, Quentin Gregory Neff. Hello, hello. Hey, Governor. <laughs> hello. How are you? good. How are you? good. You make me want to have uh, my dinner with Andre action figure set. <laughs> yeah, that's just <laughs> or, fun. That you can do whatever voices you do. They have to use the dialogue. Or a, the remains of the day lunchbox. <laughs> These are big sellers. <laughs> I hate you. <laughs> I hate you and your stupid, stupid face. face. Uh, not you, Neff. We're talking about something <laughs> no, else. <laughs> Stephen and I just lapsed into a tangent there. Uh, a beautiful right. tangent. And speaking of beautiful, here comes trouble. Let's make it double. It's the twins, Jackie and Jess. Hi. Howdy, howdy, girls. What's happening? School. Jackie, what are you working on there? You have like a little um, project in your lap. I'm making a hat. <laughs> making a hat for big head for big headed Jack- people. Matt is a hatter. She is now. When that thing is done, will it will it eventually be smaller in its girth? Because right now it yeah, looks like I'm, I'm gonna like fold it up into itself and then pull like a drawstring to the top, so it's like the little. It looks like you're making a cat in a hat hat. I can't say it's what it actually looks hat like. Hat. <laughs> It looks like a vortex. It looks like, <laughs> it looks like a black hole vortex. Or, uh, I mean, it's, I love it. I love the colors. Vortex. Or like, or like, or like a, a what do you call it? A butterfly net. You're oh, a butterfly yeah. net. Oh, like, she said you're a butterfly. You're something you. that people <laughs> contain beautiful things in. Yes. I was gonna say it looked like a Sully's uh, esophagus. It does. Speaking Sully's, of look- Sully's esophagus, band name called it. <laughs> Sorry. Speaking of looking like Sully's esophagus, here he is, the official Ness himself. <laughs> EJ Nieves. It's your 
boy. Hey, boy. What's up with you, man? <laughs> Nothing, man. You know, I'm in this whole like nostalgic toy thing now. I'm Bro. watching um the toys the that made toys us. that made us on Bro. Netflix, and I am all about some He-Man right now. Bro, I just He-Man. watched the He-Man episode before I came in here. Yeah. Let me tell you how excited I am about He-Man. <sighs> so good. It's it's so good. Like, I mean. I mean, I was a kid, you know, in like the late 80s, but I wasn't on the He-Man train. And now as an adult, looking back and just understanding how many figures actually existed in the He-Man line. Yes. I'm like, I need to get into this. I need to get back somehow. Yep. It probably costs a million dollars, but. (laughs) (laughs) You know know what the kids say? What do the kids say? When there's uh, there's something weird that don't look good, who are you going to call? He-Man. What? Hmm. Uh, Ghostbusters 2 reference. (laughs) Oh, because they're the party. They wanted He-Man. So, uh, yeah, that was a great. In fact, in the next couple weeks, we're going to have a a special action figure-themed episode. We're going to talk about toys. and uh, We can all bring in our action figures. We can if you'd like. All of mine are in boxes. Me too. You know, okay, real quick survey time. Does anybody here have, like, toy action figures, like, that you've collected that you've gotten, whether they're pops or... I do. I have pops. I have pops. All right, so there's two kinds of people in the world. There's leave it in the box. And then there's take it out and play with it. Are you a leave it in the box person, or do you take it out, pose it, display it, play I with it? I think it depends on the uh, the figure. Like what? What what would delineate yeah, that okay. for you? Um, like if it's like a super special edition thing, then like I'm not taking it out of the box. But like if it's just like a normal like regular pop or something, I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna take it out of the box and put it on my desk. Like, okay. It, no. For what me, desk? for me, if it's like an action figure, like considered an action figure, like maybe like a Black Series or something, maybe like 25 and up, I have like animated Batman series action figures. I keep those in the box, but like a Funko Pop, I'll take it out. I have a cat, so they all stay in the box. That's going to get destroyed. That's animal control, right? Yeah. <laughs> I, the only reason why the ones I have in the boxes are in the boxes because I don't have a proper place to display them. Are so, your hot toys in a box or no? They're display? displayed. Okay. Yeah. You, know, you have hot toys. I have two hot toys. Oh, excuse I a, me. I have a excuse me. I have a okay. I have a uh, he Thor fancy. from the movie he Thor, fancy. like the movie Thor the original. hot toy. And we watched Thor last night. We did. And I, I, it made me mad that you have the Thor hot toy that wears the helmet. Yep. And that has the uh, the the hammer that goes in the rock. Yep. Made me mad. I'm like, dang it! I used to have that. Yeah, you used to. Now I have. No, it. I just I said that because I didn't know you even had hot toys. That's cool. And I have a Sweeney Todd hot toy. That Sweeney Todd hot toy wow. is sick. It comes with a chair. Comes with the 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 razors. It's sick hot toy. Where is that movie? Oh really? Really, really Neff? What are you saying? Neff said what? At, he said what? He's gonna he said, call you out. I think he said Neff. What, what were the said, last three movies you watched? Uh, rated R, <laughs> uh, R rated, and Edge the Wrestler. Wait, you watched those since last night when we watched Thor? Oh, yeah. You watched three R-rated movies today? At the same time, simultaneously. He has three screens. (laughs) He's just teasing you. Nobody has three television sets. Oh, well. Yeah, the rest of my figures, I just just don't have a spot for them, so I just kept them in the boxes and I tacked them up to my wall. Neff, you have some action figures, don't you? I have an action figure and a couple pops. I have... um, I have an extensive collection of action figures. Tony has a few. I have a few. In fact, when we do our action figure episode, maybe we'll do like a little video excursion, and yeah. I'll, I'll for the first time ever bring the cameras in on a little guided tour of my my toy gallery, which is not, which not is where, it sh- like where it once was. It used to be much more robust. It belongs I in a museum. The, I miss the old. Room, I call the old it the Sanctorum, but Tony, you have a don't you? I have call your it the gallery. Yeah, the gallery. Yeah. I, when we moved into our, we, we bought a house a year ago, and I. Didn't mean to, but I wanted to sort of name all my 
the rooms in the house something so we would know where they were instead of just like living room. One year old house, you had a parlor. We had a parlor. So in this one, we have a billiard room, we have a study, and we have a gallery. And there's a secret passageway from the billiard room to the study. Uh, There's a secret passageway from the bedroom to the study. Don't be telling people about my house, Salisbury. (laughs) And from Perry, Florida, the man who makes us look and sound fantastic, let's give a big round of applause to the Nerd of Godcast brilliant engineer, Nicholas William Sadler. Hello. He's wonderful, isn't he? So uh, as we get get into this thing, uh, we just want to uh, we want to welcome you to the show. This is the Nerd of Godcast, and uh, thank you so much for listening. If you're still involved with us at this point, that means you have endured um, all of Stephen's ramblings, and it only gets better from here. Uh, real quick, I'm going to try this thing until it actually works. Okay, nice. let's play a quick game of If We Were. Character from a movie or a video game, a famous flying he's from some deep in space. It's time to find out from the his and hers. We're gonna play a game called If We Were. Seventeenth times a charm. That's right. Now, on when we do this, I, I bring a topic and I say, if we were this or this or this, if we were Lord of the Rings characters, if we were Star Wars characters, who would we be? So tonight we're going to talk about if we were. Mm. Fast food restaurants. Oh, that's a little weird because we're going outside of the realm of fictional characters. We're going fast food restaurants, so we're going to go ahead and just just take a quick second to write down what you think the people around you would be if they were fast food restaurants. And as you guys are writing, uh, we're going to give all of our listeners a chance to get involved in the conversation. The best way for you to do that is to follow us across the various social media platforms. We hang out on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, and YouTube at Nerd of Godcast. You can also check out our blog at www.nerdofgodcast.com or you can email us at nerdofgodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to chat with you, connect with you, and exchange whimsical animated gifts with you. If you also have the uh, Amazon Echo platform, you can subscribe to the Nerd of God Daily. It's a two-minute daily devotion brought to you by one of the members of the Nerd of Godcast crew or of our Nerd of Godcast network, but we'll talk a little bit more about that later. So let's get back to the tables here and see what you guys have prepared for us. If we were fast food restaurants, who would we be? Who would we be? Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. I wonder where this drive through goes. Jackie, Sup. tell us who... Jackie would be if she was a fast food restaurant, you guys? I say Wendy's. Why Wendy's? Because due to my love of the Wendy's on the, on the Twitter, Jackie can sometimes be a savage. Yeah. I agree. I'm saucy. okay with that. <laughs> she's what? She is, she, and it's saucy, like sassy saucy. Yeah. She's a little square, a little like their burger shaker. patters. Yeah. And she's <laughs> never frozen. Well, she's always cold. She's <laughs> fresh. <laughs> <never frozen. laughs> always frozen. But never frozen. Never frozen. <laughs> she's a little frosty. Uh, <laughs> Can I get that there on his shirt? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little frosty. <laughs> I just have a little picture of a frosty on Any, it. Anybody else have a different one for Jackie? I had Wendy's. See, I <laughs> put Wendy's for Jessica Hi-fi. for Hi-fi. the same reasons. For the same reasons? Because we're twins. So okay, well, let's see. Answer. Let's flip it over to Jessica and see if uh, if somebody has something different. If, if, Jessica, different. <laughs> if Jessica was a fast food restaurant, who would Jessica be? Boston Market. Is that fast food? Yes, it is. They have a drive yeah, through yeah. uh, I'd say a Crystal Burger because they're tiny. I like Boston Market. Would that make Jackie then White twins. Castle? No. I'm pretty white. White Castle and Crystal? No. I'm pretty white. No. I have someone for White Castle. Oh. Uh-oh. I think I know who. I think hmm? I know who, too. All right. Oh. So <laughs> what, 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 what do we decide for Jessica? That she's... I say Boston Market. I say Boston Market. Market. I Boston like Market? I but they have nothing that's, that belongs to Boston. 
They were made. That's they were made but it's Boston. good food. So was Dunkin' Donuts. It's good food. Oh, Dunkin' Donuts. Mm, You're Dunkin' Donuts. Yes, she's a Boston cream donut. Boston market and a coolada. There we go. Awesome. I say Dairy Queen. Yankee sucking Dunkin' Donuts. All right, let's talk about Dunkin' Donuts then. Quentin Neff, what drive through what fast food are you? I'm a big boy burger. <laughs> <laughs> I would have said Arby's, but big boy works. Too. In a lot of ways, the big boys never left us. What do you guys think for Neff? I say Arby's. Is Hardee's considered a fast food restaurant? Yes. I know, yeah, I know that's your favorite. That's why I thought. <laughs> I was like, get I the Hardee's. I'll take it. I'll take that. I'll take <laughs> 10. Man, no, Hardee's, no. you don't, we don't have a lot of Hardee's here in Orlando. I've yeah, I think Hardee's. You got down as Carl's Jr. You got you to gotta drive all the way out to to Okoe to get to a uh, Hardee's around here. Wait, no, Neff, where or, are the Hardee's around here? There's one over on Silver Star. There's one on Silver Star and Pine Hills. One time, a long time ago, EJ, if I can stir up the pot a little bit, Neff kidnapped your girlfriend and took her to a Hardee's against her will. Ask her about that next time you see her. I All know right. about that story actually, <laughs> awkwardly enough. That's why EJ and Neff sit on opposite sides of the table. I know, you know what's day. interesting? I, w- I actually would wasn't ever going to bring that up to Neff, but I made the cat's out of the bag. Because <laughs> one day, someone, <laughs> someone's going to mention a Carl's Jr. and EJ's going to go like all PTSD on Neff. <laughs> Stab him with a five dollar no, burger. No, no, what's gonna what's gonna happen is like we're all gonna be at like your house or something. He's like, that's like you know what they're gonna have build a Hardee's like right here. He's like, hey guys, I'm gonna go to Hardee's. Sonny, do you want anything? He just goes, no, she doesn't. <laughs> and he just flips out, and then it's awkward. Yeah. You just made it Hardee's has really good oh. breakfast. <laughs> you ever get a chance to go to Hardee's for breakfast? They uh, they have these. Thank uh, you for changing the subject. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. They have um they have these. <laughs> this is the subject that I brought up. Yeah, they have yeah. cinnamon rolls. That was your fault. Sir. And I, in the late '80s, the California raisins became a really big thing, and they were advertising for Hardee's cinnamon rolls. Mm. They had because they, mm. they, they could come out, and the cinnamon rolls have raisins in them, famously. Yeah. And I love them. They're very very tasty and very, and and. So you'll tell the story about how I kidnapped somebody, but you won't tell the story of how I brought you cinnamon rolls for breakfast one morning. Because one does not fix the other one. <laughs> I'm gonna say it's not, it's I'm gonna say a... everybody at this table has at one point or another brought me food. Yeah. But yep. not all of us have abducted <laughs> someone I've never kidnapped because of a fast food craving that they had. <laughs> I, asked her, I don't think I've done either. Go to Hardy? She said yes. But you didn't tell her where it was. <laughs> it's fifty minutes away. Mm. We gotta go. Uh, all right, so I guess we're moving over to uh, EJ. Yep. What what uh, what fast food restaurant is EJ? Jackie, what do you got? He is Five Guys because he does the work of Five Guys. Oh, oh. I, I, I said, like Well, Five that. Guys is a fast food though, because like they, they it is fast. I, mean, I consider. It, no. I mean, it's not like super fast. I'll give like, it to him. I'll give. Hey, listen. Whether it's a sandal or a slide, we're not here to argue about that. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because they cook it to no, order. Ste- like, they ste- cook ste- it right Steven? there. Steven? we're a flip flop. It's okay. I'm always up for semantics, but don't choke on your semantics, okay? Listen, what do you think is a better answer if Five Guys doesn't count? Taco Bell. Yes. Racist. racist. No, 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 no. That's exactly why I didn't say Taco Bell. No, no, I say- EJ's super excited about this, but EJ, you don't have to get excited about that. That's profiling, sir, and that's wrong. No, it's not. I mean, Taco Bell from all three. I'm Puerto Rican. First of all, I'm Puerto Rican. That's all the same. (laughs) Number one, it's EJ's favorite fast (laughs) food restaurant. Puerto Rican is just as Mexican as Taco Bell is Mexican. No, no, it's not. No. Taco Bell's barely Mexican. Taco Bell is inspired by Mexican cuisine. 
inspired, inspired by. Yes. Yeah. But it's nowhere near Puerto Rican kinda, cuisine. Yes, yeah. but go to La Lechonera. Let me know. Oh, that's no, that's a La, La Lechonera. Let's get excited. But that's about an that. actual. That's like let's an get excited actual, about La Lechonera, man. I do, I do like let's that. Let's get excited about Pio Pio right now. Ooh. Come on, man. Take me down. What to did the you Paradise call me? City. But I said <laughs> he <laughs> called you a chicken. I want to go. I'll go right now to Numero Uno on Orange Avenue, man, and get some of that Medio Noche. Come on, somebody. Zaza right down the road. Or time is it? It's too late, guys. But I said Taco Bell. Because A, it's EJ's favorite fast food. It restaurant. is. It is. B, he's, he's crazy about because, Taco Bell. Because Taco Bell's slogan is live mas. So live more. And EJ's all about being the best that you can be, yeah. living to the, the fullness of your potential. All right, I'll take this one step further. And I don't want you to be insulted by what I'm about to say. Right. I, I mean this in a complimentary way. Okay. EJ, you're a painter who your artwork, your your portfolio spreads across. Hey, that's my phone. Hello. Spreads <laughs> spreads across a, a wide variety of subject material. You do everything from Ninja Turtles to Disney characters to, mm-hmm. uh, you know, just anything that anybody can imagine. But your trademark style is such that people can see a work of art no matter what it is or whether they've seen it before and tell that it's yours because of your trademark style in the same way all Mexican food it doesn't matter if you're getting a flauta or a a crunch wrap or a taco Mm. or a burrito it's all basically the same thing like it all has a trademark style it's tortilla meat and cheese so no matter how they shape it no matter what it looks like there's a a continuity yes to all of the creation and for those out there that might not know my style is that that splatter and that drip just it. like taco bell <laughs> <laughs> good answer well, before and all right next topic we... who's next who's next <laughs> so guess, is dj taco bell i think that's a good answer i think dj you're you're taco bell because your stuff is going to be the, the way of the future Thank you. Just like in Demolition Man, how all they ate uh, was Taco Bell. I was going to say Fuddruckers. Fuddruckers. <laughs> That's a different. Steven. What is Steven? I don't know. He's Del Taco. <laughs> I like Del See, Taco. See, I put him as crystals. Del Taco is good. Like they have crystals. A, they have Chris a taco. Oh. oh. <laughs> I like crystal burgers. Oh, oh okay. Wait, wait, wait. Wait a second. Wendy's. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> who's White Castle? Tony. Oh, Why okay. am I White Castle? Burger King. Burger King. Wait, 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 wait. If Steven's Crystal and I'm White Castle, does that mean that he copies after me, but he's not quite as good? No. Spot on. No, Tony's Steven, Burger King. Crystal would be a, a good for Steven because it's. I like Crystal. Because not everybody likes him, but the people that like him absolutely love him. Wait, like, is there like a group of people that don't like me? You, I don't know. In this room or. <laughs> Just beyond. I'm just talking about it in general, but no, 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 I'm, no. You know we love. You're you, an Steven. acquired taste, maybe. I don't know. I don't like these words. <laughs> we love you, Stephen. I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have said that uh, that you were Crystal, Stephen. Why well, said? What would you have said? Why For- Del Taco? I mean, I'm not mad. I like Del Taco. I like Del Taco more than Taco Bell. Del Taco is good. Like I don't know if I said this out loud or if I was just fantasizing about it, but you can get a taco with French fries in it at Del Taco. God really? Bless. Can you really? Dude, that's what's up right there. And they have like a Taco Tuesday deal where you get like tacos for like sixty cents. Hmm. But there's no ones real close. There's one by UCF and there's one on. Ringos Locos is. I don't. I don't think I've ever. Have we ever eaten any fast food together, Stephen? Ever? Like I mean, for real. I don't, I don't think, think we so. Have. That's weird. Because I either cook for you or eat at <laughs> Yeah, usually, guys, he just usually like cooks. He'll come over like my house and we'll hang Gator's out. Gator's side doesn't count. I've never no. eaten. I've never gone to a fast food restaurant with you, Steven. No, I know the you closest, like a year and a half. The closest was one time you and I went to the same talk about like 10 minutes apart. And they for some reason, they had a, like a handwritten sign. Or not handwritten sign. It was a typed out sign with terrible English that said like out of like uh, like a drive through out of order, but it was like midnight, so their their lobby was closed. Yeah, it said, 
back soon, man. Like, uh, thanks, manage. Uh, like, manage. Like, just said manage. Just said <laughs> no manage. management. Oh manage. Right. You'll manage. So Wait, then, so I then, stand corrected. Most okay. we went to most. That's not, I wouldn't say that's fast food either. It's quick service, but I won't say it's fast food. That, that's interesting. That's a sit-down restaurant. They so, have no you don't through. think Chipotle's fast food then? No. no. Oh, okay. No, I don't think interesting. so. Interesting. I think the drive-through is the the drive. Okay, the ticket. Yeah. The which is why, which is why I, the only reason why I would say no to Five Guys is lack of drive-through oh, and they actually okay. had to cook I just it didn't right want to say Taco Bell. Well, Taco Bell was a was a, the right. <laughs> it was a good answer. I think that Steak and Shake makes everything to order too. <gasps> yeah, yes. Steak and Shake. You wait at the drive-through for a long time, but you can get you can get your food a lot quicker going inside to Steak and Shake than you. That's a fact. That is a fact. Yeah. Because yeah. I've been in the draft for Steak and Shake twice in my life, and both times I was like, "I'm never doing this again." See, Stephen. Now, honestly, for you, and I don't mean I don't don't take this as an insult, but for you, and and you can throw the drive-through thing. Although I can prove that there are some that have drive-throughs. I would have said that your Subway. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I because like Subway, but people kind of people kind of honestly people kind of crap on you and say, "Oh, that's terrible," but. Not really. Like it's like it's kind of fresh, and it's kind of got like a, a good variety of things that it's good at. Like you yeah. can go to Subway in four different moods and find things that are really, really good. And there's and an artist in there. It's a good bargain, and it's it's uh, you know. But not only that, it's it, they make the sandwich for you. There's, and the cookies are good. And the cookies are flipping awesome at Subway. I love Subway cookies. cookies. So fantastic. I'm just saying, not everybody is necessarily like first guess. You not everybody's like most likely suspect, but a really, really good, reliable, solid choice. Yeah, can you, you please? Describe that to like who I'm gonna marry. Like he's not everybody's first choice. <laughs> he's not he's like first choice. That's what he's gonna he's say. Like, like at your wedding. Yeah. Tony's gonna be uh, Stevo date fresh. <laughs> Wait a second. That's probably not. They 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 had a spokesman that tried to date fresh and it was oh. a little too fresh. <laughs> oh no. Not okay. All right. Next Nick, what's Nick? Einstein bagels. Einstein bagels because he's because because he's smart. Einstein bagels because he's smart. Jackie's the stereotype of everybody. I know. Except for Taco Bell. You understand that Albert Einstein did not specifically did not give you Taco Bell because she didn't want to stereotype you. E equals MC Schmear. I said Chick Fil A for Nick. Yeah. Why? Because Chick Fil A is like the quiet one out of all the fast foods. They they don't get the biggest hype, but. They're the uh, best. And Nick is obviously see, the smartest out of all of us, but he's also not the most talkative. I said McDonald's because uh, even though, like, he's he's the most, like, everyone, like, he's just, like, a standard of, of like, plain stuff. Like, he's, like, regular. But, you know. <laughs> he's calling you boring, Nicholas. Steve Fight is twisting him. my words. <laughs> you, <laughs> said, <laughs> you just said plain and regular. Did we well, describe it? See, I said McDonald's for Tony. Wait, why McDonald's for me? Because it's Burger King. No, no, because Burger, Burger King. King. I like Burger King. You're back to Crystal. I like Burger. No, no, no. Let me explain why. Because McDonald's was the first, and whether or not you like them or not, they're arguably the best because they're the biggest, most successful. Mm. But out of all of us, you're the first one. You're the first. Out of all of us, he's the well, Burger King. I think White Castle is actually the first one. Oh, Bur yeah. Well, he's the king. White, Aren't they White, the, White king? Castle, White Castle was the first hamburger that actually had baked hamburger buns instead of on just regular well, sliced bread. Other, but McDonald's other. innovated the drive through which is why I had it for EJ, because he's the innovator. Yeah, well, Thank you. Well, you didn't say it when we called him his name. No. I definitely had Tony Thank as, as a I don't BK, speak all the time. He's the Burger King? Yeah, Well, see, if you guys knew Tony as well as I do, Tony hates Burger King. Not the Creepy King. I mean, I hate it too. So, Burger King... Is also at the one, slowest. Fast at one food time, the best, but now slow and not as good as it used to be. Well, no, I like, definitely past its prime. I like Burger King, but, but still it's home slow. of the Whopper. See, I have Burger King for Nick because the only good ones are in Perry. 
Yes, that's true. Oh, oh. oh that's that's nice. sweet. I think. What a nice Maybe. sentiment. I said Chick Fil A for Nick, but if you're not gonna take Chick Fil A, I wanted to be Chick Fil A. I had thought about Chick Fil A for you, but that's not McDonald's because McDonald's apparently because I forgot about White Castle. Listen, out of all of the movies, there's only like stoner comedies for White Castle, but the founder for McDonald's. See, I like I like Burger King because I like that movie a lot. Every once Which in a while, I look oh. I look back at Burger King. They used to have this thing called Shake 'em Up Fries. Okay. And I, and I in 2002 they had this thing called Shake 'em Up Fries, and I swear I've been looking around <laughs> on the internet for hours trying to find like a packet of seasoning for the Shake 'em Up Fries. I'll take it. I'll take it. You know what? I'll take McDonald's. You know why? Why? Because they have the best toys. Yes, yes, they, they, they do. That's they what's up. I would know. I never got it as a kid. Let oh. us know what fast food restaurant you would be, or if you think that we're way off in the ones that we guessed for ourselves. You can let us know that once again by following us across all the social media platforms. Use hashtag if we were. I'm actually interested to see like what people say for like the fast food restaurants that aren't locally East Coast in Florida. Yeah. yeah. Stevens, like In and Out yeah. Burger. In and Out Burger. What's the other one in California? What, Whataburger. Jack in the Box. Jack, Jack in the, the Box. Water Water Burger. I miss Whataburger. Yeah, Ooh, Whataburger is so good. When we me EJ and I went to uh, Collective Con up in Jacksonville last yeah, they year, had they had one, and that's what we like. We did a Whataburger run. We're like, oh, who so wants good. Whataburger? We We're stopped. Going. We we went to a, a funeral in yeah. the way back. We stopped in the Water. Were you with me? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Was, yeah. We stopped at the Whataburger in like in Gainesville Tallahassee. or Tallahassee. Oh, Tallahassee. Yeah, Nick knows because that's he right. knows where we got lost. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> we and then we missed our exit. We had to drive across the entire state, the wrong direction. Oh. Uh, really, I ten. Really, yeah, Interstate Ten. We <laughs> yeah. took that puppy all the way to Jacksonville, kid. I've driven, wow. I've driven that thing before. So let's uh, let's talk, let's talk a little. Uh, uh, I'm going to air quote hot topic here. Let's talk a little um, something that that is going to lead us into what we're talking about tonight. Um, Franchises that are in desperate need of a reboot. Hmm. Like you just look at this thing and you go, this is a hot mess. Can we please just go back to the drawing board, go back to formula on this thing and just scrap it all? Like uh, we appreciate everything that you've done so far, but if we're going to keep making these movies or if we're going to keep making these games – Let's let's just redo the whole thing because we we got off somewhere. We're, we're we're a few degrees off and we need to backtrack, get past to the lax point of sanity, or just start this whole thing over. What needs a reboot in your opinion? Ready for X- Steven to X-Men. say, oh. X Men. Yeah, yeah. I, I concur. Especially now that they're basically they're owned by Disney. Yeah, yeah. They Which they've got an opportunity for a, a yeah. good reboot. Yeah. X Men had they had a good run, but the last couple movies haven't been great. And they're already they're like talking about how great this new one's gonna be, but well, I thought that's, after that's the horror movie one, right? No, no, no. Well, no. yeah, the, but, the Phoenix one, the Dark Phoenix oh, okay. one. I thought after Days of Future Past, they had the perfect opportunity to just clean the slate. They said, yeah. "Look, we undid everything that went went wrong, People and it was all good." Now. And it was they could have just stopped it there, and it would have been fine. But they didn't. I would have been happy if they ended it there. Jessica, you're an X Men fan. Do you? You're probably the biggest X Men fan here. Do you agree or disagree with that? I. It could have ended, but I, I mean, I'm okay with Apocalypse. <sighs> I'm not okay with New Mutants, but I am excited for Dark Phoenix. Yeah, well, you're that a, could go either way. You are, you're a they, could, they could put Dark Phoenix as like a horror comedy, and you'd be like, I'm no. excited for it just because it's Phoenix. <laughs> no, that's your favorite superhero. No, I need her eating planets. <laughs> Nicholas Cage is to. Jean Grey in Dark Phoenix. <laughs> Whoa, that was that was a Nicholas Cage. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves. Keanu Reeves is. I'm like a Phoenix We can't get the, the Blackbird to go less than 60 miles an hour. <laughs> I am an X-Men agent. But I need Famke Jansen as Dark Phoenix eating planets. Nah. That, well, yes. that's what They missed that opportunity. Not, not, was it Sansa? No. Yeah, no. Uh, Neff, Neff what's something that needs to be rebooted? Um, 
The DC <laughs> comic line. Again? They just, no, I'm done. <laughs> they just did it. The Marvel New comic 53. line. I think they're they're kind of reshaking that up well, again. They, all the, I, I watched a video the other day on, on how 2017 went for Marvel. They are having a lot of problems. Now that Bendis is leaving in their comics, in their comics, which, yeah, which the I, think, I was gonna well. say, I think they make about a hundred thousand dollars a year in all of their comic sales. That's bad. That's well, yeah, bad. but nobody's buying comics. Yeah, well, DC's doing well. DC's doing yeah, but you fine. got you also got to look at you look at the stark differences between the two. You have Marvel who's Tony doing eh, with comics, but they're killing the game with all of their their video content except for you know in humans. And then you got DC who's doing great with comics, but for except for the TV shows, they're Me- just mediocre. They're, not, they're doing mediocre with their movies. So of course. Well, eventually, Marvel, if Marvel's, Marvel's putting all their money right now into the movies, yeah, the movies are going to do better, and they're not—they're unfortunately going to lose focus on the comics. What do you think now? Well, eventually, eventually, Marvel's going to have to get. Uh, well, obviously, they're owned by Disney, but eventually, Disney's going to have to come in, and Marvel is either going to go bankrupt again as a comic company, or they're going to stop making Marvel comics, and they're going to have Disney's Marvel comics mm. because nobody because. If if nobody's gonna buy Marvel comics now and say that they're in, and they just they just deleted a whole bunch of their comics, like they just stopped them uh, last month, um, and they're really going all in on this uh, legacy event because they got to bring all these characters back. But even, would you would you rather them make five hundred different titles that are subpar or make fifty different titles that are excellent? I'd rather them make one that's excellent. First, and then we'll work from there. Even even Bendis this has to bring this back. Is, hold on a second. Yeah, let me but this ask is, you this, this question. is your default DC guy, though. Yeah, yeah. Let a, me let me ask you this question. When was the last time you actively at, w- tried to read Marvel comics, though? I like, read, are you telling I read this? Venomverse and I read Spider Man Two. First yeah, off, yes, which I, was a recent series. Spider Man comics are always terrible. They've been terrible since the Clone Saga. Yeah, but what what I'm saying is like Spider Man Two was good. What what was what was, was Bendis? You're you're actively almost 100% exclusive DC when it comes to comics like for I would like to hear this argument from someone who actually reads the Marvel comics and says yeah they need to be redone rather than someone then go find somebody who reads Marvel comics good luck finding one eat okay (laughs) (laughs) I I don't think people read comics at all they they, mm. they don't. Comic book stores make their monies by selling Funko Pops. Yep. They don't make it by selling comic books because people aren't buying comic books anymore. They, they just aren't. It's they haven't been for some time now, uh, and they that's why they keep throwing out all these big let's reboot the things because reboots for for comic book franchises is nothing except for let's draw in new people that are more likely to buy an issue one mm-hmm. than an issue four ninety one. I mean that's really all 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 it is and it and I've fallen into it. I started buying comics when they released the Ultimate Universe. I started buying comics when they did New 52, uh, you know, cuz you think we can get in fresh now. We can yeah. we can start. Mm-hmm. Uh but unfortunately with all the retcons and the things they do, when you buy New 52, you know how long is this going to last? This is this is just uh, oh they killed this character or they changed this character. Two issues every comic. And how long will that last? So you know you you just know that it's it's temporary. Comics have kind of worn out their welcome a little bit. What's something else that needs a reboot? A re a restart. Just just let's just dump the old, clean the slate. Tabula Rasa. Fantastic Four. Yeah, yeah, Ooh, yeah. Well, yeah. They've, they've, 
They've already done that and failed twice. <laughs> yeah. A guy literally fell, the first ep, first episode already got cast. Like so much so much so that we have a guy. All, all these people who are in the Fantastic Four movies are just jumping ship to the Marvel movies. You got Chris Evans and now Michael B. Jordan were both Fantastic Four. They're both the Human Torch, mm-hmm. and now they're both in Marvel movies. That's right. Yeah, but you know, not to beat a dead horse, but I mean, I, I I think a lot is gonna start to transpire for the positive since Disney's acquired. Uh, a lot of the rights to these characters. I mean, I'm yes. excited to see Galactus. I was watching uh, a YouTube video the other day, just kind of talking about a lot of the like the entities or properties that <sighs> Disney acquired, and I'm, I'm excited for Doctor Doom, Galactus, Fantastic say, Four. Like, I, oh, I believe yeah. we're gonna get those reboots, and Dude. we're gonna get X Men, and we're gonna get all well, that. Well, so like uh, like Doctor Doom and Galactus yeah, Do- and Silver Surfer are very yes, they're key players <sighs> in the Infinity War. Mm-hmm. Doctor yeah, Doom, so. I just realized how big that is. Yeah, Doctor Doom is a villain in like every Marvel comic, but series. not, but not. If you if you're a fan of the Fantastic Four movies, Doctor Doom is a jobber. He he goes yeah. on right on the shelf with all of the other mediocre comic book movie villains. Yeah. Mm. But in Marvel Comics, Doctor Doom he's, is like a an A class. He's a top tier. Yes. Yeah. Monster level he's up there villain. With Magneto, he, I would no, no, he, he, put him as like human based, the top villain. I think my, I think really? Doctor Doom could could turn Magneto upside down and and teach him a thing or two. Yeah. yeah. Well Doctor Doom, I mean at one point has he's one of the few people who've held a full full stoned up uh Infinity Gauntlet. That's right. I well, saw several, Superhero several Squad. People, so, so, several people have. Well, there, <laughs> Nebula has has held the Infinity Gauntlet. Nebula's bad in the comics, though, man. Oh, I know, but in this version, she was like zombie Nebula and just happened to grab Steven it. Steven has read one series that talks about the Infinity. That, that's I've it. read two. Yeah. Two. Uh-huh. Uh, Transformers. Yes. Oh, yes. 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 100% yes. Transformers get needs to that, just... Get that away from Michael Bay. But now, Take it away let's, from let's him. Rip it from him and kick him All out right, the he said. He said the, the M word. Um, How dare he? Ninja Turtles. EJ. Oh, yeah. No, for sure. I mean, That's since we're on Michael weird. Bay. Sorry, Michael Bay. Not uh, sorry. But I just... I really don't know. I mean, I, I, I tried. I tried very hard to get into the movies, but I didn't. Um, and for me, it's just it's just... I grew up with a particular type of Ninja Turtle. I would personally like to see them try to redo some type of new, like new edition, new wave, like how the first Ninja Turtles came out. Mm-hmm. I would like to see that. You know, um, what they with, uh, like do? we were talking earlier, and Tony was, I mean, you can't really see what I'm doing with my mouth, but he was doing this like funny thing with his mouth that the Ninja Turtles were doing back when, you know, the, in the 80s. And the, yeah, when it was the, you know, the, the Henson like, puppet Ninja Turtle yeah. live action. I mean, I, I would like to see that come back in a, in a, Awesome way. I didn't like Michael Bay's Ninja Turtles. I just couldn't get down with it. See, my couldn't. my Ninja Turtles growing up was the second generation, mm. the one with Teenage Ninja Turtles. Do, 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 do. <laughs> that that one. That one. But there's been, one without pu- the one without Turtles. pupils. There's been so many different versions of the Ninja Turtles. Whether it's the the Nickelodeon Ninja Turtles, the live action TV show Ninja Turtles, the Pizza Hut Ninja Turtles. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the uh, I think Rob Liefeld did a version of the Ninja Turtles where they were Ooh. all like teched out. They look very similar. And they had lots of pockets. The ten- Ninja lots, Turtles, lots of pack <laughs> buckles and straps. You know. The Ninja Turtles showed up on a Power Rangers episode once. Did they really? Mm-hmm. And now what? they're in, they're on their yeah. second run with. Uh, their second run with Batman in the comics. Oh, cool. You know what They're they need to do? Ne- Netflix needs to option the Ninja Turtles and make a Netflix exclusive Ninja Turtles show. Yeah, but I think Ooh. they'll just make one of those like crappy CGI Ninja Turtle shows. No, I mean, they it, need to do it like, like Nickelodeon has? Like they, like they did with their VeggieTales hey, show. I enjoyed the Nickelodeon uh, show, okay? Let's not even talk about that. Yeah. Like they need, to, they need to, to do the vo- they need to do yeah. it like they did Voltron. Oh, man. Also, Voltron yeah. is so do good. Like just, do, just do Daredevil, but just have Ninja Turtles. Ninja Turtles is Daredevil. And they're fighting the foot. Daredevil, Ninja Turtle crossover. I want to see it. I want to see it. 
legs. That's right. We the, dare you. The foot combined with the hand, and now we have Ninja <laughs> Turtles. I got a, Daredevil. I got a game series that needs to be rebooted. What's up? Resident Evil. Yeah. Why does and just go back like the first game? Yeah. Go wasn't back. Like, go back to the mansion. Go back. Not even go back to the mansion. Just go back to that type of game. See, Don't no. make it crazy, ridiculous. All these weird little like like it got just too over the top. Which I get it, Steven? but it wasn't my it wasn't my cup of tea. I'm gonna be honest with you. I don't. I don't think that's gonna happen. Just because Resident Evil Seven was so successful and so terrifying, I could it's, it's a scary play like game. 15 but, minutes but at the but same time, for the most part, now it was. It. I didn't play it. I was terrified. I did not play it. Did not want to play it because it looked terrifying. It, it I, is I played, terrifying. I played ten minutes of the demo and it said, "Nope, done." <laughs> but from what I understand, it does get. From what I understand, it does get a little like crazy out there with like the. Not sci-fi ness, but like weird creatures. Mm -hmm. But well, it was yeah, still they have. I mean, from Resident Evil One, it started out with we're in a house and there's zombies in the house, and then it goes to and a giant snake in the library and a giant shark, spiders. a shark in the basement for some reason. <laughs> and and it, got, it got a little uh, giant tarantulas. Got a little sci-fi. By the time we were in like Resident Evil Two, it was like okay, now there's giant like mutant creatures and, the, and the, was it the, the liquor? liquors. Yeah. yeah. And then I think by by three it was really more of like a like a sci-fi horror sort of yeah, thing. Yeah, by four it just it it then took it became a turn an action I, series. I was freaked out by and, four. And same thing with the movies too. Reboot the movies too. Yeah, the movies. They, were they, do, do we need a fresh franchise of zombie movies? No, no. no. no I don't. Resident think we do Evil, either. I think, just finished their run, didn't they? They just had the final chapter. I don't know, well, I don't they had one called Next Extinction, year, which I, I assumed was the last one. I thought no, more, I think more movies I think ago was called like Extinction <laughs> yeah. or like It's <laughs> Over, the end of the... Like, I yeah, feel like every movie is like think, the end. But wasn't like uh, the, it's along the same veins of the horror line, Stephen, wasn't Friday the 13th Part 4 called the final chapter? Yeah, it was. <laughs> and, they made a bunch of, and then they made a bunch more. And then he took Manhattan. It's the, and then <laughs> it's the, the final chapter, air quotes. And then he went to space and <laughs> then he fought Freddy Krueger. Wait, I thought the Leprechaun went to space. No, the Leprechaun went to the hood. Oh, <laughs> oh no. That's great. Leprechaun in the hood. Well, we're going to be talking about, tonight we're going to be talking about that that reset, that refresh. Sometimes you got to come in, you got to control, alt, delete something uh, to get the thing working again. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. But before we do, uh, we have got a, a special segment that uh, it's actually been going on for a little while now. This will be the fourth installment of the segment, but it's the first time that we are going to um, get to experience it here on the Nerd of Godcast because it is a crossover segment segment between us and the Christian Nerd what? Show. So we are going to Sweet. reach out to uh, Scott Higa from the Christian Nerd. The Christian Nerd. He had this idea that I thought, that's wonderful. I'm going to steal that. But then the only thing that you can do that's better than stealing something is actually coming alongside of them and letting them share it with you. So I reached out to Scott. I said, hey, you're doing this cool thing. I think he said there was like 18 weeks between that time and when the uh, movie Infinity War comes out. We're going to watch a, a Marvel Cinematic Universe movie every week between now and then. And uh, I said, that's fantastic. Let's do it together. So last week I was on the Christian Nerd Podcast. We reviewed the, um, the, ben, uh, the Ed Norton movie, The Hulk, The Incredible Hulk. And uh, today, Scott is here with us on the Nerd of Godcast. We're going to be talking Thor. Welcome to the program, Scott Higa, the Christian nerd. Woo! Hi, friends. What's Hi, up, Scott? Hello, Scott. What's happening, my man? I'm happily back in California. Yes. So nice. Scott, Scott was stranded in Boston. <gasps> oh, with a Poor sick baby. family. With a sick Just family. Wait, Scott. He's like, what? Did you ever get sick? No, I, 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 we got on the plane to fly from Boston to Miami, and as we took off, like the pressure made my stomach cramp up, and I thought, 
oh no, this is it. This is how I die. So I haven't gotten sick at all. Like the Hulk, he's like, you you really want to put me? You want to really want to put me in a compressed metal tube? Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Very cool. We are glad that you're back. Nobody ever wants to be stranded away from home, especially in Boston. I meant to ask you, did you ever try clicking your heels together? Because I've heard tell that that works sometimes. Uh, no, I'm more the getting a house dropped on me. (laughs) (laughs) It does happen. It does happen. Uh, Hey, so tonight we're talking Thor, uh, the, the fourth chapter in the Marvel Cinematic Universe phase one. Uh, some of us got together last night and watched it a little bit. Um, you have watched it. Tell us what's your impressions about Thor, Scott? It was always one of my favorites in the MCU. And I still think it's the, I know it's sort of the, the blonde-headed stepchild that a lot of people don't like. <laughs> it's, but, it's, the, uh, it's the the blonde eyebrowed stepchild that no one liked. Sure, I did notice oh, yeah. that. Like, man, those are some blonde eyebrows. <laughs> they are. But I still really like Thor, and I think it has a lot to do with Kenneth Branagh, the the director. Yeah, yeah. I was I was reading a little bit about it, just kind of doing some research, and there there was this scene which it, it I forgot about, it, and it turned out to be one of my favorite scenes when they're in the uh, the Bifrost room, Heimdall's room, and and they just came back from. The, the Jotunheim and uh, Odin is just tearing into Thor. It's like, you know, you uh, w- apparently in that scene, uh, Kenneth Branagh came and just said, improvise. Just he said, you go off on him like you think would be appropriate. So that whole scene as as Anthony Hopkins is just tearing in to Love Thor Anthony was greedy, impro- cruel boy. And then and then Loki steps up. He's like, father, he goes, he just growled at him. Yeah, I remember. I was like, what? Like, he and read the line, ha, but like the wrong way, like, that is a laugh. Like, ha, ha. when you react if your son went, you're an old man and a fool. Yeah, so so <laughs> afterwards, Tom Hiddleston came up to to uh, to Anthony Hopkins, and he was like, that was just brilliant. And and Hopkins' re- reaction was just, Ken's great, isn't he? Like, <laughs> we're, t- we're referring to Kenneth Branagh's uh, ability yeah. to direct that scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, what a great cast of actors in that movie. Yeah. Even, yeah, all of them. Even your bit characters. I and mean, Renee Russo is a, is a, a wonderful actress, even in, in her her minor role. Um, uh, I mean, it's it's pretty awesome when you can say like Natalie Portman is your weak link because she's a great yeah, actress. Yeah. Well, she was uh, she was a weak link in the Star Wars prequels too. I mean, that was not her fault. That was a whole weak link. <laughs> not her fault. That doesn't count. So so what what sticks out in your mind is just this movie brought this to the table that that nothing else could. No one else could. I think. I think that looking back, because this, like I said, was the fourth one, so it's been Iron Man, Hulk, Iron Man 2. And Iron Man 2, the the kind of knock against it was that it just felt like it was setting up for the Avengers, because we knew that was coming. Right. And so it was like this big spectacle with War Machine and Iron Man and Black Widow and all this big stuff. And then Thor feels so much smaller and intimate, like mm-hmm. a stage play, which is Kenneth yeah. Branagh's That's forte. His... It, it yeah. feels Shakespearean. It very much It's so. very small and intimate and all this family conflict. And, and yeah, like I said, the actors are great. I, I was taking some notes and I thought... Everybody in this movie is so good looking. Like actors yes. are very good looking people. <laughs> it is true. And and I and I do I love that you that you said that because this is the movie that could have felt more epic and cartoony. Um it, it, it could have run the risk of basically being, you know, masters of the universe in the MCU. And mm-hmm. and at the same time it managed to not only have that grand scale, but also feel like exactly like you said, like a family drama, like a struggle between a father and a mm-hmm. son, a struggle between two brothers, a struggle, you know, between 
um, lovers that are separated by space and time and an uh, Einstein-Rosenberg bridge or whatever. Well, I mean, if you think about it, one of the, the, the cool things about it is, and I guess you could say it's the same thing for each of the original MCU movies, is there's no Earth conflict. Like, the Earth is not in danger mm. in these movies. Yeah. So, like, the only thing that the biggest danger in Thor is the Destroyer comes down and destroys the town a little bit, but just to kill Thor and they can go back. <laughs> a, a small town uh, in whom the just center of economy town. seems to be the 7-Eleven. <laughs> and that was destroyed. So, sorry, town. Yeah. Um, but, like, all of these movies are, I like that they're all small scale. And then mm-hmm. you get, well, I mean, we'll get to it eventually, but you'll get to Captain America, and that's a little bit larger scale. And then Avengers is is huge. The big payoff. But all of these, like, and I, and I love how in this movie, the main conflict is Thor and Loki. Like, the, the all the Thor movies, all three of them, the overarching story is it's the relationship of Thor and Loki. And no matter how bad Loki got, did you ever get to the point where you hated him in this movie? Uh, no, I did. I, I mean, he was a well, sympathetic. He, he was he somewhat was, yeah, sympathetic. And Scott, when you think that, um, when you're thinking about Loki and his performance in this movie, what what makes it stand out a little bit different for Tom Hiddleston in this as opposed to his other Thor appearances or his appearance in Avengers? I think that that's that's the great thing about the appearance is that it's or the the portrayal is that it's it's totally realized like who he is as loki in this movie is who he is as loki in the avengers and the dark world and ragnarok like he totally nailed the character on this first time pass through and like there's one scene when i don't know i, I think they're in the 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 room with all this stuff and maybe it was a scene where i don't think it was where odin was yelling at him but odin was yelling at him and like just loki's facial expressions just reacting to what's happening with odin they were so hilarious and, and so dead on yeah um i mean it's so good but it, it was, i was watching like well you know loki sort of has uh you know you could maybe defend his position because mm-hmm being kidnapped from his family living a lie basically so he could be a pawn in his adopted father's war would maybe make somebody want to kill his father and his brother and take over a kingdom and arguably i mean having to play second fiddle to someone who really legitimately was less qualified than him to to yeah. lead uh, i mean his his gripe against thor was legitimate thor was a bad leader he was mm-hmm. he was you know he's a selfish and impetuous child you know so I, I think that when he did that and that, but the nice thing about loki to me was that he always had a surprise. He always kind of came out with something that we weren't expecting. Even at yeah. the end, when the frost giants came in and we're like, oh, he's setting them up to kill the father. And then he double crosses the frost giants. Mm-hmm. Uh, if nothing else, to legitimize his own claim to, you know, being the one who's the savior of Asgard. Like he, he cheated, but he still kind of did it for an understandably noble end. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I, I have a really hard time hating Loki. Yeah, he's so likable, and Tom Hiddleston is such a good actor that, I mean, when we get to rating villains, he he's definitely is probably the best one so far in the MCU, and, and deservedly so. Deser- yeah. uh, with the with the unless you want to count the Netflix uh, MCU villains, in which case uh, Kingpin might give him a run for his money, but that's neither here nor there. So speaking of as likable as he is, Natalie Portman. Not as likable in this movie as I would wanted her to be as as Jane Foster Amidala, um, and and I, I think the biggest problem with her is that she had to compete with Pepper Potts on one side and uh, Peggy Carter on the other side. Uh, she just didn't come across as a as likable a love interest in the MCU. D- d- am I am I right or am I wrong? What do you think? 
well, I was 17 years old when The Phantom Menace came out, so I am forever <laughs> in love with Natalie Portman. So she's like Loki; she can do no wrong. In Fair, my enough. Eyes. Fair enough. <laughs> At least he admits his bias. But but okay, well, so uh, I guess I'll I'll turn to, to somebody who wasn't 17. Um, <laughs> Stephen, what what do you think about Natalie Portman in this movie? Uh, she was she was okay. I mean, I didn't hate her. I definitely enjoyed her more than you would in like the Star Wars prequels. But what my biggest issue with her in this movie was like you have this incredibly brilliant scientist who immediately just falls for the hot dude. Yeah. Like the mysterious hot dude. I'm gonna I'm gonna fall for him after I've seen him with a shirt off. Listen, just because she's got an IQ of 180 doesn't mean that it's not connected to a heart. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm just saying like that's my only that's my biggest gripe. Is Steven, like, I'm a straight man. And even I had a little pitter patter. <laughs> yeah, and for sense, he's really hot. One of my, one of my, one of my, have you seen Heimdall? One of my, one of my favorite moments in life was I was talking to, to Jessica one time. She texted me and she said, "Would you be mad if I left you for Chris Hemsworth?" And I said, "No." The real question is, "Would you be mad if I left you for Chris Hemsworth?" <laughs> and then we went and saw Thor: The Dark World. And he has our see with his shirt off, and this girl in front of us goes, "Is that really necessary?" And Jessica goes, "Yes, it is." <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I I think maybe maybe my my big problem is that I remember not liking her in the Dark World more. So this mm. this was just kind of like I, it's kind of echoing back on this one. I guess she wasn't really not likable in this, but when I do compare her to um to to Pepper Potts or to Peggy Carter or to Betty Ross, and by the way, you called her Betsy Ross like three times when I, I was know, on your I show. Know. She I was know. the one that made the flag. I, I didn't want to call you out because I was a just guest. Just correct me next time, Tony. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Everyone, everyone knows I'm an idiot. <laughs> It's okay. And Lou Ferrigno, I, I think he's only partially <laughs> deaf. I'm just so so correction where it, where it lies. Um, Hawkeye. I love yeah! seeing Hawkeye. Yeah, that was Sorry. Good. And he got a good joke in, which was kind of cool. Was very Hawkeye. They, uh, they, you know, Clint Barton takes the bow, goes up to the to the bird's eye. At the time. He's that, like, yeah, he's like, you're kind of root for this guy now. Or something <laughs> like, like that. Yeah, he's like, I'm starting to cheer for the other <laughs> yeah, guy. Yeah. Um, a, a cool introduction to, you know, again, we're still building to the Avengers here. We're only seeing shadows of that right right now. Um, yeah, uh, I got a couple other things. That, that, you know, the um, I, I love when with the interactions with Phil Coulson when Thor calls him Son of Cole. Yeah, son of yes. Cole. That's great. That's great. I love that. That's just great writing. And I like like you have like a Sitwell. Like I, I forgot. Like when I saw, oh, I was like, yeah. Oh yeah, he's in this movie, and he's a bad guy. Well, so I don't but, trust. But this we dude. don't know he's a bad exactly. guy. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I've never seen a Sitwell with hair. No. So yeah, Hail Hydra. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, I love I love the, the the whole physics of Mjolnir, the the mm -hmm. throwing, the flinging, the the setting mm -hmm. it on Loki's chest on the how he like spins it to fly. Like I'm, I forgot that they did that in that movie. I was like, oh, I like that. A anything else that you uh, that really stuck out to you, Scott? Uh, for the more like Christian like side things, like I'm watching it and you know Thor like tells his friends, oh, I have a plan. Like, oh, Thor's gonna do something with the destroyer, and then he's just willing to sacrifice himself. Yeah, and it's like. Why does that? Why does that stir something up in us? Why every time a character sacrifices himself for somebody else, why does that make us feel something? Like, oh, that's right, because that's the entire narrative of human history yeah. that we're all leading to or coming from, and you know, depending on when we were born. That's it. And yeah. So just we we all like, and it always resonates with us, no matter who it is, no matter what we're watching. When a character sacrifices him or herself for somebody else, we're like. That's how life that's should it. be because that is how we actually have life. Yeah, we're hardwired to 
expect that that sense of rescue yeah. and, and to value that. And, it, and I think it adds value to the people that are being rescued as well. I mean, whether we're watching mm-hmm. Aslan and the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, or the Iron Giant, or Spock and the Wrath of Khan. I mean, that, that hashtag spoilers. I haven't seen the Iron Giant. I know. I was just about to say. I was like, Iron Giant? That's no, true. I haven't seen it yet. What happens there? Oh, did I say the Iron Giant? Yeah. Yeah, I was like, spoiler alert. I meant, oh, yeah, he, meant, he meant Iron Maiden. That's right. <laughs> oh, Iron Maiden. Right. Yeah. I'm with you, Scott. Put, with you, Scott. Put them in the Iron, Iron Maiden. Iron Giant is on Netflix. Go watch it tonight. Iron Giant is, is phenomenal. It's so good. We're going to get out like midnight. I think we'll be okay. Still um, good. I, and, you know, the one thing that I'd kind of forgotten about this movie, because I it does start a little bit slow, and it is Shakespearean. That's a very British uh, thing, is, is for mm-hmm. things to start out a little bit slower. There's long periods where there's not a lot of dialogue happening. But uh, surprisingly, uh, a nice amount of humor in the movie yeah which i i tend to forget and you know there there's the the breaking the glass you know another uh go into the pet store and asking for a horse (laughs) new horse or just darcy tasing him and that's like i love her so much cat dennings i i I always remember her as the jar jar binks of this movie but i watch it and she's delightful yes she is i had the thought when she tased him he's like oh i'm like man thor just cannot stop getting electric (laughs) yeah yeah. (laughs) which is kind of funny that the god of thunder can't take you know a battery powered <laughs> shock well, that was like a full so like much. that was like a, a taser gun that was a that was a real that was a cop level straight kind of reminds me when he got tased or whatever like in uh, in Ragnarok yeah that's what I'm saying like yeah. he just can't catch a break <laughs> yeah and then he took down like ten doctors yeah. yeah in one room in one room lots of doctors in that one room but in, in that very small town yeah uh, well that's both that's where they get all their buddies from the hospital yeah. uh, and and I got a confession to make uh, this is this is my Thor confession um I have a crush on Lady Sif. She's awesome. Jamie Alexander's fantastic. She's wonderful. And I feel like Marvel really missed the boat on that they could have beaten Wonder Woman to the punch. They could have had her become the the, the Wonder Woman of the Marvel Cinematic wow. Universe, and they didn't. She's just fantastic. Well, she went and got a TV show. That's why she's out in Ragnarok. The Warriors 3 are fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, just a great could have just did like a like a, a movie just about the Warriors yeah, three and Lady Sith. Now here's something that I didn't realize: uh, the guy that plays Volstag, the, mm-hmm. the heftier the thing, is Ray Ray Stevenson. Yeah, was the mm-hmm. Punisher in Punisher Warzone. Really? Oh yeah. wow! Oh, the, the yeah, second was, Punisher movie. That I didn't see the second Punisher movie. Yeah, nobody I mean, else did either. either. <laughs> it's not yeah, that good. It's, it's okay. Isn't it the third Punisher because they had the one with oh, Dolph, Dolph Lundgren? Lundgren. Yeah, Dolph, Dolph Lundgren, Lundgren yeah. Tom Jane, and then yeah, then yeah, Volstag. Yeah, so interesting. But uh, you know, whatever it is, whatever it is. But uh, yeah, Thor, Thor was 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 a surprisingly uh, solid addition to the MCU. It's fun when you go back yeah. and rewatch them, and like after everything, it's like oh wow, like it's good to see that they did start off strong. They did, they did start off strong. You can definitely see they were building towards Avengers with some intentionality. The post-credit mm-hmm. sequence was interesting. Um, yeah. A little. I remember. I'd forgotten how they used to be, but it's a little frustrating because um, initially, when the MCU came out and they started throwing in these post-credit sequences, I used to always have to gauge who I was going to the theater with because it, and this was a great example of the. All right, everyone, look at the nerd and ask them to explain it to you. You know, <laughs> what does that mean? What is that thing? What's in the case there? What is that? Yeah. When, the, when the movie started, how many phone calls did you get about the post-credit scenes? Yeah, all the time, all the time. I mean, everything. Even like at the end of Avengers, people are like, "Who's that?" Okay, that's Thanos. Well, what's his deal? Okay, he's a mad. T- okay, gosh. <laughs> yeah, let me. He's see. in love. He's in love with death. He, he well, really. Okay, great. He's like, yeah, he's the original emo kid. You know, like, what's his deal? I don't know. But um, a, a good movie. So, how many uh, how many Mjolnir's out of five are you going to give this movie, Scott? 
I mean, I know it's a, but you gotta, I mean, if event, that's the thing, like, we already know, like, if I'd just seen this and was the only one I'd seen, or if it was the fourth one I'd seen, I'd probably give it four out of five, but I know what's coming. Right. So I still got to give it three Mjolnirs out of, out of five. Three out of five, which is, which is still a pretty decent, decent rating. Yeah. Um, now compare this to The Dark World and Ragnarok. I assume you've seen both of those. Oh, uh, whose show gets stuck with The Dark World? Because that is the short straw. <laughs> <laughs> I like bad. the Dark World. I was like, I kind of liked it. I, I, you set up the schedule, so I'm guessing that we are going to get the Dark World. <laughs> it's, it, it, it's all chronological. It alternates back and forth until uh, the Black Panther. I'm then sure. Then after that, it gets back on schedule. Yeah, totally. But you do two shows a week, so the odds are, are ever in your favor. I don't know. It's, um, Dark yeah. World's got that Captain America joke. I'm not mad at Dark World. I mean, That's it's, a great that, that, that wasn't even scripted. That wasn't planned. The, so magical. Yeah, the low man on the MCU totem pole is still doing way better than any of the DC Universe offerings. Ooh. Probably other than Wonder Woman. Other than Wonder Woman, yeah. But uh, yeah, so no, so where where do you rank? Obviously, I guess you rank Dark World third out of three. So yeah, I rank Dark World eighteenth out of eighteen. Okay. Oh, so, wow. Wow. Uh, so this one or, or Ragnarok? Which one do you think is a better uh, a better Thor story? This is a much better Thor movie because it's actually Thor. Ragnarok isn't Thor. It's great, but it's not Thor. Yeah, I would I would tend to agree. So now, uh, my favorite part of our uh, Nerd of God Christian Nerd movie reviews, or the Christian Nerd of God movie, the ICU MCU, uh, is let's rank the villain. So we have uh, a couple different villains here. You have the Frost Giants, uh, not all that you know impressive, I guess. They're just sort of the serviceable uh, clone troopers of this one. You know, the mind feed. Yeah. yeah, the cannon fodder. But Loki is your guy. Loki's your guy. So out of 10, what are we what are we scoring Loki as a villain for this movie? Yeah, based in, you know, like he's easily a 9, I think, out of 10. Yeah, the high water. He's mark. he's he's the best villain in the MCU by far. Hopefully Thanos reaches those levels cuz he should cuz I mean, There's been ten years building to him. <laughs> yeah. If, yeah really if not, so. if That'd not, we're we are sunk, man. Yeah. If he turns into another Steppenwolf, <laughs> oh, yeah, that is gonna be rough. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think so. I, in, in fact, I think that they have put a lot of their eggs in that Thanos basket. I've I've heard tell that that Infinity War really is a Thanos story. Good. So we'll we'll see. What do you, what do you give? What do you what 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 do you all guys? What do you guys all give? I I, I would have said. 10 out of 10, but you got to leave room for, for Thanos or for the, yeah. the ultimate arrival of Dr. Doom. So I'm going to go 9 out of 10 just because you got to have room for improvement. Um, in fact, I would even say 8 out of 10 for this movie simply because mm. I know what comes next. Yeah, that's true. But, but uh, He but gets better. He gets better, which if you can – I can't believe that he gets better, mm-hmm. but he does. And I think that he even gets better, better in Dark World and in uh, Ragnarok. Yeah, in different ways though, but but mm-hmm. and and it's so good for them to make a character that's so evil and that you still kind of cheer for a, yeah. a bit. Um, what do you guys think? T- out of ten, what's your score for Loki as a villain? Oh, I give him a nine. Nine. In this one, I give him a seven point five. You can't do that point five crap. Come on, commit. Seven. Seven. Yeah, I'm at a seven. Seven. I'm at an eight. Eight. Ah, that was my phone falling. I'm sorry. Um, That's not a rating. <laughs> I give it a nine just because it made me feel a lot of feelings. Yeah. You now this is an important movie, Jackie, for you and and your sister. Mm-hmm. You guys kind of bonded over this, right? Yeah. Yeah. The whole sibling thing. It just it. We. I used to hate my sister a lot, and I'm pretty sure I've mentioned that on the show before. But we're best friends now, and I love her dearly. And one of the reasons uh, that we got so close was because of this movie. And um, I mean. 
it's good. It's good stuff. That's good. That's good. That's good. Turning, turning that feeling, the feelings that were sore into feelings that were Thor. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna do a cosplay together. Sorry, that was terrible. Puns, <laughs> puns are the the I last refuge of the uh, witless. Now Scott's sick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Tony. I just threw up. Thanks, I mean, Tony. I'm gonna point at you like <laughs> like Odin. Just <laughs> 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 one question. Real quick. One question. Go for it. Neff didn't say anything about Idris Elba. No, he oh. did. He did. You missed it. He, he did. He, when they he, were mentioning how sexy uh, Chris, Chris Hemsworth Chris is, Hemsworth. I was oh, like, yeah. we didn't say I'm sexy. Dog, we said no, hot. One of my favorite parts of this movie. We're I, describing Idris Elba. Yeah. Sexy. I, I will say, he, we, we, he watched it with us, and he did manage to go without, uh, you know, kind of Making, noise. making his guys. little gestation. I, I would look over at Neff like every time he just gesticulation. Would hit the, the, he was the, the, the TV, different word. TV, he looked at I'd me. Always look at Neff. He looked at me during the movie when we knew Idris Elba was about to come up, like when they're going down the Rainbow Bridge to the uh, Rainbow uh, <laughs> to the, the things to the Bifrost. He looks at me and goes. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> that is what happened. I, I am sorry. Now it is weird. His voice is different in this movie than the well, other Well, he has two. a he has a voice yeah. of mod. I think it's because of the power that he has. Oh the, yeah, it makes he has the same sense. power in the next two movies. <laughs> he didn't lose his power. I just they they he did they, grow they, some dreads though. Yeah, they did. They, Check they just, them dreads. They just they changed, they made him his voice more natural in the later. I think movies. he's so I, British. I one of my favorite parts it. of this movie, and I forgot to mention That's it, was from. the part where he lets them go. He sends them to Earth. Sends the Warriors Three and Sif to Earth, and. Uh, he he uh Loki comes down, he's like, Oh, you would defy your king. He's like, Yeah, he's like, Well then you're fired and it's like, then I don't work for you anymore and he just swings that sword. It's basically so like, good. let me trick my boss into firing me so I don't work for him anymore, I can kill him. <laughs> like he swung that sword like right up to Loki's face. Yeah, he's, he's like he's like he's like he's like, I can't over the bifrost for you, so I'm walking away. It's not like, all right, if I turn around, I can't see you do anything. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm sworn by an oath to not let you go. But hey, what's that over there? On the other going the on break. <laughs> oh no, they went through again. Oh man. So by the time <laughs> this so episode fired. comes out, we'll uh, on on the Christian Nerd on what is it? Is it Monday that you're Friday? I think Friday. I don't know. You and I have to set up that schedule. So but. we're we're gonna actually. I'm kind of Tarantinoing this thing because we're doing Thor chronologically before we do Iron Man two. Oh, snap. <laughs> yeah, because um, I'm less ahead of schedule like you guys are. Well, yeah, you. But you're you're more on time, but you're also five days behind <laughs> because of Boston and goodness. Oh, knows. boss, let's never talk about that city again. That, <laughs> amen. I say the same thing let's about. Talk about being on hold for flights. Yeah, it's good stuff. Well, we are glad that you're home. We're glad that everybody's feeling yes. better. Back to your jobs. Yep. Back to ministry. Back to real life. And uh, and if people want to get in, uh, get in touch with you and follow you across the social medias, what's the best way they can reach you? Uh, just go to the website thechristianerd.com and all the Twitter and everything's there. So, yep. And yeah. So actually, next time you hear this, we'll be talking about the. No, we're talking about Captain America. Captain America, yes. first Avenger. I'm excited. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So and then cool. it'll be the event, the Avengers. You guys get the Avengers. You're yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. Well, there's there's more of us. We're kind of like an assembly together. You, you know? are. I I'm just I'm the Incredible Hulk. Just all the lonely music. <laughs> 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 oh man. Well, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for uh, inspiring for us me. with the ICU MCU. Um, I I posted about it and I used the hashtag with the letters ICU and then I was like, oh wait, I think it's I and then C. Intensive Care Unit MCU. That's actually <laughs> what the DCEU is called. It's the ICU MCU. That's right. The Special Victims Unit, uh, comic book. We're going to need oh, some of that for that burn. Yeah, very, very good. So uh, thank All you, right. Scott Higa, the Christian nerd. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give it All up right. for him. Thanks, Everyone clap right. Scott. Show. Love you. Thank you. Bye-bye.
Scott Higa, good guy, man. Scott One of the good Higa. guys. Yeah, he's great, man. He's cool. He's great. Poor guy was on on hold for like over four <laughs> hours to get a flight changed, and it didn't work. Poor guy. Oh, what? Man. Poor dude. Yeah, he's he's like he's like a living uh, Home Alone five. Oh. You know? yeah, oh. but he's a champion. He's, he's yeah. a good guy. Uh, and now a message from our sponsor. Hey, kid, you want a toy? Uh-huh, uh-huh. How about a bike? No. A video game? No! Well, okay. You pick a toy. Yes, log. All kids love log. What rolls downstairs, a motor and pairs, rolls over your neighbor's dog. Let's wait for a snack, it fits on your back. It's log, log, log. It's log, log. It's big, it's heavy, it's wood. It's log, log. It's better than that, it's good. Everyone wants a log. And now it's time for the Neff News. I'm excited. Hey everybody, welcome to Neff News. My name is Neff. Hi Neff. Hey, hey Neff. there. Hi Neff. Neff. Hey everybody. Hi. Today's news is brought to you by. Too many Today's news is brought to you by diet sodas. <laughs> Fewer calories, less sugar, less flavor, more hate. <laughs> That's fun. And here is your news in nerd culture this week. It's in movie news. Millie Bobby Brown, aka Eleven from Stranger Things, is set to play Enola Holmes, the sister to the brothers Holmes, legendary detective Sherlock, and the eldest, arguably cleverer Mycroft, in a new movie series focused on the young female detective's adventures and mysteries. Wow. Other castings include a demodog playing the role of Toby. <laughs> His career is skyrocketing. Is it the uh, demodog or a demihound of the Baskervilles? Oh, oh that was good. Very nice. <laughs> yeah. Maybe I should hire you as a consultant to my jokes. Listen, <laughs> I just want you to know if anybody out there in our audience, anybody in the squad is expecting a child and you're thinking about naming him Mycroft, don't. You hate your child. Do it. Don't do Mycroft it. Mycroft played Minecraft. You can, call, you can call him Crofty. That's like naming your kid a Roblox. He's called Mike. <laughs> or Mike, that works too. Hey, Mike, is that short for Michael? No. Or Micah. Mycroft. My parents are I know at least one good Micah. <laughs> hey, this is. He's British. He has a craft. This is my Croft. <laughs> and we're done. <laughs> Moving on. In comic book news, in the most recent issue of Guardians of the Galaxy, a longtime member quits, <gasps> leaving a huge hole to fill in the team. Drax the Destroyer, played by Dave Bautista in the MCU, has left the titular team after 10 years with the gang. Wow. After adopting a more peaceful demeanor and dropping the whole Destroyer persona, Drax decides to not be harmful or deadly on any missions, but soon realizes he can't live that peaceful life without leaving the crew. And yet Batman can blow bad guys up without blinking. <laughs> but he doesn't kill people. Yeah. He doesn't kill people. I saw Batman vs. Superman. He definitely kills some totally people. Kills <laughs> there was some, some definitely kills some people. Definitely. Kill they went to the ICU he, in that he, one. He, he dropped the Batmobile on a truck. <laughs> he won't let you live. He, he won't let, let you die. He threw a grenade into a room full of enemies. It was, it was a bad time. I'm Batman. I'm Batman. 
Okay. Continue. And in TV show news, the scheduled Sabrina the Teenage Witch reboot set in the same universe as the CW's Riverdale, a modern spin on the Archie Comics town of the same name, is now reported to be airing on Netflix instead of the CW. It makes sense since Sabrina is actually from the town of Westbridge, Massachusetts, which brings me to my Neff News special segment I call Realty Bites. Realty Bites. It's a game, guys. Oh, oh game. like reality bites? Yeah, but it's realty because it's realty. so basically I'm gonna give you <laughs> <laughs> so basically that I'm gonna give you a place and I'm gonna give you a small uh, like a listing for a place. Okay, and you have to guess where it's from. Okay, like okay. the show or like the town, whatever it is. No, no, no. I'll give you the name of the town. Okay, okay. gotcha. First up, Frostbite Falls. Two furry friends put it up against three Pottsylvanian villains. Rocky and Bullwinkle. Rocky and Bullwinkle is correct. Moose and Squirrel. Hey, white people are rabbit out of my head. Get them up with these. That movie killed. <laughs> we love Robert you, Nero's fearless career. leader. And Jason Alexander's career. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who was uh, the girl? Was that her name herself? Maybe. Yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, no. She bounced back for yeah, Thor. Thor. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Coolsville. Home to notorious baddies, the Black Knight, the Creeper, and Miter 49er. Isn't that, um, oh, it's um, Scooby Doo. Yes. I was hey. like, Very nice. Miter 49er, Jackie. Coolsville. Wow. Skills, Jack. I nice. love Scooby Doo. Good job, Jack. Next up, we have Angel Grove, a oh. quiet town where giant gold clad monkeys are controlled by evil women from the moon. They weren't gold. They were, okay. The Inhumans. Power Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> power Rangers. Power Rangers. Power Rangers, yes. <laughs> Goldar's on a monkey. He has a monkey face. You're a monkey face. <laughs> You're a monkey Ooh. face, Steven. Steven's our favorite. See what I mean? That's why girls, girls, <laughs> girls, you're both pretty. Thanks, Stop. I know. Next up is the city of Townsville, ruled by the gang, Green Gang, and Mojo Jojo. Powerpuff Girls. Powerpuff Girls. Should I say Terra? Mojo Jojo. Mojo Jojo. Next one is Danville, a playground for two small boys to let their creativity and inventions fly as long as their sister never succeeds at alerting their parents. Phineas and I've never watched that. Me too. Jackie's killing me. They did a crossover with Star Wars and the Avengers, didn't they? What? They did, yeah. You gotta get on board with Phineas. I have a younger sister. I think they did a Star Wars The only thing I know about Phineas and Ferb is they go, hey, where's Perry? And I said that to Nick for like the first year he was here and that's why he doesn't talk to me. Yes, that's why. Because Nick is from a small town in North Florida called Perry for those of you who are listening. Well, the first thing I said was like, hey, where's Perry? Also, they have good Burger Kings in Perry from what yeah, I understand. They got great donuts. donuts. Man, I gotta get to Perry. Mm-hmm. It's gonna take a while. Their, their fire station, <laughs> the fire station says uh, fire department, but it's written in Coca-Cola letters. Sadler, you are going to be 100% responsible for the entire tourism industry of Perry, Florida. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, wow, all these weird nerdcore rappers are here. <laughs> Looking for donuts and a Coca-Cola fire department. <laughs> we heard the Burger King here is really good. <laughs> Continue. Uh, next up we have Kakariko, a small prosperous village overrun by flying chickens. That's Zelda. Zelda. I was going to let you have that one. Thank you, Tony. Are we the only ones playing? I think so. Uh, I got one. I got Angel Girl. I got one. I'm waiting kind of, for one. With Steven. <laughs> uh, New New York, where your mail is delivered quickly and expertly by the team at Planet Express. Uh, Futurama. Futurama. Yep. Uh, Bluffington. Oh. Um, quail Man and Quail Dog. That's Doug. 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 Let's share that one. No, we're sharing these. Tony wins. <laughs> Are there more? Are there more? There's two more. Okay. So this game's fun. I like uh, Arda, a land formed before men and magic, with a little in the middle. 
earth. So it's a little in the middle earth. Lord of the oh, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I was, oh. like, what you I was ready for someone else to get it because that's going to be nice. <laughs> that's what I was trying to do. <laughs> we both can't be nice, Tony. <laughs> All right. Here's the last one. It's actually a couple of movies. In Shermer, Illinois, a town where you can take a day off, spend a day in detention, get a cake from Jake <laughs> Ryan, or see RDJ go against two guys and a robot. And I'm not talking about Iron Man 2. Ferris Bueller's Day Off? Yep. Mm-hmm. Weird Science? Yep. No. Uh, with John Hughes. Um, Breakfast Club? Breakfast no. Club? And then... Oh, is it, wait, no. Robert Downey Jr., that was that was that weird was science. Weird science, but uh, and then and then say it again. Say the thing again. A town where you can take a day off, spend a day in detention, get a cake from Jake Ryan, or see RDJ uh, go against two guys in a row. Sixteen candles. Sixteen candles. And I'm not talking Iron Man too. That's right, Tony. It's sixteen candles. Where where were you in 1986, Stephen? I was yet to be conceived. I was two years Merely old. Merely a glimmer. I guess actually that might have been like 84. Holy uh, man, candles? I was. I'm so old. I don't think I was born yet. Yeah, now yeah. my sister was born in '81, so I, was born I grew up with like. And that was re- and that was Realty Bites. And this has been Neff News of News Today and a blessed tomorrow. Well, thanks so much, Neff. Hey, so I I dropped the ball on something, and I need to. This is this is my um my time to kind of come out with my apologies for some things that I should have done, but I didn't do. I should have done it, EJ, but I didn't do it, and I'm here to make it right tonight. By golly. Okay. A couple Apology. people I need to apologize to tonight. Uh, one, I need to apologize to you, Al Capone. Uh, Al Capone, a couple weeks ago, you uh, were a Twitter uh, contestant, and you won a game. You won a pack of Trident Watermelon <laughs> Bubblegum, an entire oh, case yeah. of Trident Watermelon Bubblegum, which we all signed. We signed it. We signed it. Yeah. And then I come into my office Uh-oh. the next day, which was a Wednesday for church, and I smell watermelon. And I look, and I, I, I look to the left, and I look to the right, and I see my son chewing gum. No. My son saw that, that case of bubble gum on my desk and thought, well, that's public property. So Signed he, by us? He cut open that case of bubble gum and took a pack out, helped himself to one, because he thinks that everything that's on my desk belongs to his grubby little hands. So, Al Capone, your, your case of bubble gum was violated, and I can't bring it in my heart to go out and buy another entire case of watermelon gum. So we're going to send you a Nerdy Godcast sticker pack. I'm sorry. Tony asked him about it, and Christian couldn't explain it. Tony just went, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Second, we gave away a couple extra sticker packs uh, and Nerd of Godcast uh, prize packs to some people on Twitter, some people who did some trivia contests with us, uh, Zach and Bree and a few others. And uh, through the holidays, we got really, really busy. Our shipping department, which is me and my wife, uh, never got around to shipping those things. We have not forgotten about you. We've just been slackers about it. Now we're back on our routine, and we're going to be shipping out those things soon. I apologize. And lastly, uh, best thing ever. We didn't really give Best Thing Ever the, the best recap that we could have given. In the last episode, we actually skipped Best Thing Ever. We should have wrapped it up. We came back later on and just said, yeah, by the way, Han Solo won. But something that we've been doing ever since we started BTE is giving listeners and crew members a chance to make predictions on who they thought would be the best thing ever. You can go on to challenge.com and we give you the appropriate address for Best Thing Ever and you can make your predictions of who's going to win each of the brackets. It's sort of a nice interactive fantasy football sort of thing heavy on the fantasy light on the football and 
and, and I do have those scores on who our winners are, and we're going to give our first place winner a Nerd of Godcast prize pack, including a Nerd of Godcast t-shirt nice. and... Uh, a sticker pack as well. Oh, I forgot. If you want a To the Mines You Go Adeland Mines t-shirt, we have not shipped those out yet either. I apologize. Yeah, I know. I never got mine either. You don't get one. You, you gave it to me. <laughs> I'm still sending it to Josh Martin. He can send it to you if he cares that much about it. <laughs> oh. um, and so, so real quick, I do want to go over who our winners were for predicting best thing ever. Now, it was Space Ace Edition, best thing ever three, and our big winner was... Han Solo. Han Solo. Han Solo. Yeah. So um, I'm, I went back and I calculated all the scores, those people that made their predictions, and I want to report to you that there was one person that made all the predictions and made them exactly right every Whoa. single wow. pick, 100%, 15 out of 15. Holy cow. Nice. 50, what are the? I mean, can you imagine how difficult that is? This person needs to play the lotto or something. That's yeah. crazy. This person us. is Stephen Allen Salisbury. <laughs> Hey. Congratulations, what? Steven. Thank you. 15 for 15. Wow. 100% correct. Great job, man. You thank did you, it. That's thank you for putting my full name out there, though. 100%. <laughs> Stephen Allen Salisbury. Phone number is 407. No, kidding. <laughs> you um, don't know my phone number. I do not know your phone number. <laughs> you you just learned your it. wife's number. I've hey, heard. Siri. Tell me Stephen Salisbury's phone number. <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, okay. I was like, I'll just call your bluff. Like, go ahead and do it. <laughs> We're gonna put that out on the air, and you're gonna be just as popular as as uh, I am. With all nobody's the gonna text me. Phone numbers I've given. Stephen's phone number. If you want to get in touch with Stephen, call seven six zero N O G C A S T. That's the Nerd Godcast hotline seven six zero Nogcast. You can leave a message for Stephen, and he'll be sure to call you back. Wait, so, so Stephen, you are ineligible to win. Unfortunately, <laughs> I can't give you a Nerd Godcast shirt or a prize pack. But what uh, do I get though for winning? You get uh, re- momentary respect. Momentary. Yes. Up and there You're it the goes. man, Steven. You're the yeah. man. We do. that. I think that that legitimately is really admirable. 15 yes. out of 15 is hard. See, what's great is I forgot what my picks were, but, so I, like, but I just went by like what I picked for like that week. I'm like, okay, I think this person's going to win. I think this person's going to win. And I, I was correct each week. But you picked them all uh, up front. Yes. So very good. Yeah. Good job. That's really, really good. So our second place winner, uh, who will then become our first place winner because they're not one of us, um, is... Uh, I, I don't. I'm not going to say your full email address, but I will say Simon Alex. Simon Alex with 13 out of 15, also picking Han Solo for the big, wow. big winner. That was me. That was my secondary account. That was I that made. you? No, it wasn't. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's his pseudonym. If, if you are Simon Alex, uh, etc., that's your email address. Please reach out to us. Actually, I have your email address, so I can send it to you. And you'll probably been, have it emailed by now. <laughs> congratulations, Simon Alex. Uh, if I don't get around to doing that, I apologize. No. <laughs> Simon Alex, uh, 13 out of 15. Uh, in third place, tied for third place with 12 out of 15, is Quentin Neff. Hey. And nice. Nicholas Sadler. Hey. So not too bad. And then rounding out the uh, the top four, uh, and I went fourth place as well because these are the only people that picked Han Solo to be the winner, uh, Brent Sheridan. Brent hey. Sheridan with 10 out of 15. So congratulations yes. to Brent, to Simon Alex, and then to Stephen Neff and Nick. Good job. And that has been our recap for best thing ever. Ever. Speaking of apologies, and I, and it's not. What are you sorry for? I yawned. Oh yeah, you do that a lot. Um, we have uh, we have an apology. Someone needed to apologize to us, oh. and and yeah, and here here it is. Um, we had somebody call in and just let us know that they have. 
failed us somehow. I failed you. I failed you, Master I Wayne. I failed you, Master Wayne. I will not do it. <laughs> I won't do it. I will not bury another one of my belt. I will not do it. <laughs> All right, then, Alfred. The size uh, of a tangerine. Oh, my good. Okay. <laughs> and, uh, Spirit. Spirit, tell me. Here, uh, here he is explaining in his own words, uh, giving his own apology from the darling state of North Dakota. Uh, How did I know? <laughs> it's it's Ben Knight uh, with a little mea culpa. Here we go. Hey there, Nerd of God cast. This is Ben Knight here. And I just wanted to reach out and kind of do a mea culpa and a pa, an apology of sorts. I've kind of had this thing in the back of my head uh, ever since the Nerd of God cast rap battle. And it's just been eating at me and eating at me. And just, you know, anytime I'm anywhere where... You know, it's kind of a serious situation where I want to be taken seriously, you know, like a classroom or at my job or at Bed Bath & Beyond. You know, I just I just feel like people are whispering and talking and they're just like, there he is. There he is. There he is. It's that guy that made an egregious mistake. You know, I just feel like, you know, every time I'm anywhere, people are just, you know, staring at me and they're just like, to the mines you go. And I'm like, I can't take that. So... Hopefully, this makes up for that enormous um, error of judgment, and I just hope that uh, you all uh, can forgive me, and especially one of you can forgive me. But uh, hopefully, this makes up for it. You guys are the best. It's your boy. Boy! It's your boy. What? It's your I'm so excited boy. for this. Not long ago, I made a terrible error. Let down Tony T, Nick and Jessica, Tara. Jackie might have been hurt. You know, I just felt like dirt. And Steven didn't notice, but that's okay. He's the worst. I've had some time to think. I've had a little time to soak. Had some time to walk a lonely road just like the Hulk. But now I've dried up my tears, because now there's nothing to fear. I'm going to rectify this wrong street from my lips to their ears. Now, I wrote some words, yes. They must be hard, can't believe I failed I refuse to bail, can't you see that I'm bringing truth? Yeah, I'm truth, so I can make amends and call the shot like Babe Ruth He's your boy, he's your boy Official Ness brings the heat on the canvas, he can't be beat He's your boy, he's your boy Man, for real, he's got a beard that everybody wants to feel He's the man with a plan and a paintbrush in his hand. This song is brought to you by the letter E, the letter J, and the letter N. No numbers were used in this recording. But back in 2017, I was the battle rap winner of the NOGC. But my win was a lie, and no matter how hard I try, I can't get past the fact I left my homie out to dry. Now, I'm here to say I can walk away feeling unashamed, even doubt the game. Can't you see that I'm bringing truth? Yeah, I'm couth. You know what we about to do. He's your boy. I love this. Official Ness looking to bless without even a second guess. He's your boy. He's your boy. He's not stopping. Art is popping. All the others' jaws are dropping. He's your boy. 
mission for a Thor special edition. He's your boy. He's your boy. He's your boy. He's your boy. It's time to address this. Drop the ball, hope we're cool like brothers. Not Sheens, but Estevez. As I was new to the show, and like a moth to a flame, I saw the challenge I accepted. Wanted to prove I had game, but I was young back then. Like an early Pat Sajak without my proverbial van. A man, I'm just plain whack. I hope this makes up for being such a lame dork. In a silverware equation, some would say I equal sport. Now, I wrote some words, yes, they must be heard, can't believe I failed, I refuse to bail, can't you see that I'm bringing truth, yeah, I'm cooth, so I can make amends and call the shot like Babe Ruth. He's your boy. He's your boy. He's your boy. Official nest looking to bless without even a second guess. He's your boy. He's your boy. He's not stopping, art is popping, all the others, jaws are dropping. I love this. Hey. That is wonderful. Ben Knight, ladies and gentlemen. Ben, thank well, you. Well, now, now I know what EJ's ringtone is. I never put my, my phone's always on silent, though, so I'm never going <laughs> to hear it. Yeah, what how perfect. How perfect. It's called It's Your Boy. No, but like, what did he call it? What was it? It was his, uh, his mea culpa. It means like through my, my phone. Oh, my I bad. voted for Mea Copa. What's that mean? Like, what do you mean you voted? Through the Copa. Copa Cabana. So, EJ, what's your reaction to Ben Knight? Okay, this is, I mean, I don't know. I'm speechless. I, I Okay, I, I'm going to be honest and be transparent. I remember when we got the songs in, I was a little hurt because I was like, oh, man, you know, like everybody's name was said except mine. And, like, I was new to the show. <laughs> and I just kind of felt like, I don't know. And uh, then he won, and I was like, man, you know, that's cool, but, like, I still feel kind of sad, and I just kind of kept it to myself. <coughs> and uh, so, like, to, to hear it, I don't know. Like, it just really feels – it feels good. And uh, thank you, Ben Knight. It means a lot, and I'm a, I'm a sensitive kind of guy. Those that know me uh, <laughs> know that I'm kind of sensitive. Uh, so, you know, I'm kind of tearing up inside. So <laughs> thank you, that Ben one, Knight. That you see, now, now I'm kind of upset because that makes two songs – that I've been called the worst on. Yeah. No one ever talks about me positively <laughs> uh, thing, in music. Now I'm very happy because there's two songs where Steven is called the worst. I don't get why he, Neff, like, Neff hates me on this show. For those of you that are listening, Neff loves me in real life. But True. on the show, he puts on this facade of hate. Like The two of them watching Thor last night, it was like date night on the couch It was over not. There. Exactly. It was, it was not. very it was awkward. Not. It was not. We, I was not touching him. She I happened to be sitting Wait, close to they him. Were share, oh, was they he were, touching you? No. Okay, Tony. Well, he touched me. Guys, once. they were sharing pizza rolls. It was like a situation. I'm we like, had, what are you guys doing? We had a bowl of pizza rolls that we shared. But we didn't like she so like romantic. feed them to each other. But we were sitting in a, uh, on a couch. Can we fit each other one once? No, that didn't happen. That did not happen. Happened one Neff, time. Nope. Neff just dabbed a little Totino's behind his ear. <laughs> but, no, but we just happened. We happened Red to be sitting next to each other because we were on the couch, and it wasn't there wasn't a lot of space between us, and. I had to like I didn't touch him, but like I put my arm like around the back of the couch. Mm-hmm. Like, Steven just does to, that. He does that. And then I like look over uh, at him. I'm like, 
I guess this is happening. <laughs> but no, Lean I did not touch Nefter the movie. No, Stephen, we we only call you the worst because we know that you're not the worst. Yes. Yeah, if no. you were really the worst, we would just. But I've had people ask me. It's it's like, ironic. If you're in you're hashtag the Steven season. They're like, so what's this thing about you being the worst? And I had to explain that. Okay, so it's are irony. we are we past Steven season? I mean, that's one thing that I won't be mind if we get rebooted. Do you? But, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <very nice. laughs> Re- hashtag reboot Steven season Cuffin season part two <laughs> so so in, during Steven season there was a um, a young lady that was the whole the whole idea was it's Steven season to uh, to you know to, to find the object of his heart uh, heart's desire and uh, there was a young lady to whom I, and I will read the text message that I sent to her go ahead I, I'm not going to no. you just I was I'm just saying. Do it. I Go ahead. No, I'm not gonna do it. I, I'm not saying I went to bat for you. No, you went to bat for me. But I did say nice and honest. I because I wouldn't. I would not try to sell. Um, you know something that was inferior to someone I care about. But I did to to this young lady. I did say, hey, let me tell you what it is about Stephen that you might not automatically, instinctively know just from his, um rather i don't want to say plain but just nondescript exterior i mean you don't come across as like flashy you know you don't come across as like trying to sell something that's not really there you're just kind of like a normal cool laid back you know chill just dude. chill dude i mean you're just a chill dude you're not trying Sitting to steal back. Steel Maxon. <laughs> Maxon, all cool. Yeah. <laughs> Shooting some B ball. No, but you're not a spotlight stealer. You know, you're not like you're not a kind of person who like, oh my gosh, I live and die for the glory. You're just like this this cool, steady background guy. But beneath the surface of that, like there's there's more to it. Like you you really do have this excellent content of your character. You're just a solid a stand up guy. And and sometimes people don't see that, you know. Neff, we were at Target the other day. Uh-oh. And uh-huh. <laughs> what? Wait, wait, what are we talking about? No, you know what? Never mind. It's a story for another time. Hashtag uh, Neff season. No. <laughs> Neff season doesn't work. definitely Neff season. Hashtag Neffer enough. Uh, uh, dude, that's better. That's better. Neffer dude, enough is better. Can we please talk about Target? Neff, no. Oh. No. Neff, 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 let me ask you this. Is it, talk about is it Neff season? Are you, are you um, in the words of, of Buckwheat, Wookin Panub in all the Wong paces. Wookin Panub in all the Wong paces. Baby, it's season all year long. It's like Florida. There's only one season, and it's Neff season. Neff, I'm just, I'm not trying to put this out there for anybody in particular. Certainly, nobody in this room. But, um, are Steven? Are you on the market? Are you looking for someone to share a bowl of pizza rolls with? I already have one of those. Please don't say it like that. So Neff, Neff, are you? Uh, is this the season when a young man's thoughts turn to those of fancy? Sure, yeah. Fair enough. All right. Go so, ahead. ladies, you heard it here first. Neff, uh, the 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 doors are open. Uh, and Stephen, is it still Stephen season? Yeah, man. It's like Stephen season sure. was Iron Man. I'm Incredible Hulk, and he's gonna be Iron Man too. And then apparently Tony, what's that? What's that be Iron nog Man number three. again? What's the nog number? For call seven six zero N O G C A S T. That's the Nerdy Godcast Dateline. <laughs> Dateline N O G. Call. Let us know a little bit about yourself, and if you're if you're a guy trying to do a girl's voice, we'll know. Don't do yes. it. We will know. Uh, and if seven you're, of those are gonna be bed night. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. Don't do it, Ben. Don't do it. Look, I don't. Please I don't do want to put ben. this out there. But, it's your boy. But but Ben, I can see the number that you're calling from when you call nine times in a row <laughs> and do a different voice every time. We're not that popular. Of all the calls we've gotten, if we've gotten a hundred. 
hundred calls to the to the Nerdy Godcast line. More than seventy of them have been from Ben Knight. God bless to you, all brother. Of them. Uh, put out a CD. Speaking <laughs> of best of Ben. Speaking of putting our numbers out there, and we're about to wrap this thing up and get into the the main idea. You know, we are talking about rebooting and refreshing. Uh, we have refreshed our podcast in in some ways. Uh, starting the week of Christmas and between Christmas and New Year, we have started putting out a mini podcast on uh, through the Amazon Echo p- platform on on the Alexa devices. And uh, have you guys gotten a chance? Does anybody can, can, have you heard this yet? Have you heard these little daily I've devos? Heard a couple yes. of them. I don't if, have an Amazon. Alexa. If you don't have it, yeah, uh, we we try to make it available to anybody. It's also available if you go to the desktop version of our website, nerdofgodcast.com. Oh, okay. You can listen to it every single day right oh. from there. So we have an audio devotion. Um, it's coming from one of the members of our Nerd of Godcast crew. I know EJ did one. Stephen, did you do one? I did. And then uh, I've done one. Uh, all of the crew here is committed to doing some. So uh, every day, tune in. You never know who you're going to hear. You might hear Jackie. Uh, we've had some from Ben Knight. Tonight, I believe uh, we got a special guest, a member of our Nerd of Godcast network, Pastor Lloyd Smith, hey. is oh, going nice. to be doing uh, doing the Daily Devo. So so definitely, if you, if you have an Alexa device, add that to your flash briefing. It's called Nerd of God Daily. Or you can uh, just check it out on our website, nerdofgodcast.com. Please do it. It's just our way of putting a little bit of uh, encouragement, motivation, and scripture in your day. It only takes about two minutes to listen to, and uh, it's just a great uh, kickstart to your day. So, you you know, definitely be a part of that if you can. Um, I was, was building to somewhere, and I kind of tangented off of that, and I lost what I was talking about. Mm-hmm. Refresh, reboot. Number we are out there. Nerd of Godcast Network. Backing up. Why were we? Steven Season. Steven Season. Refreshing, rebooting. Dang, man. Rebooting. Can we play that back? I don't. I've lost, <laughs> I've lost my place. That, sounded, uh, that was yeah. my that was my rewind sound. <laughs> yeah. So whatever I was talking about, that's all fine and good. <laughs> the main yeah. point, we lost it. As my my, <laughs> my father would always tell me when I was a kid, like I was gonna say something I forgot, and he always say, "Must not have been that important." And I was like, "I hate you, old man." You're a cruel boy. You're an old man. You're a cruel boy. My mom like, always. It's your boy. <laughs> I'm your boy. <laughs> From my it's point of view. Wait a second. <laughs> I just had an idea, EJ. What's up? Tell me how, if, if we think we can do this, we can have a Nerd of Godcast dating game where we have a bachelorette, uh, an eligible bachelorette, call in and ask questions yes. to Stephen and to Neff. Yes. Ask them some questions and kind of see who they may be more compatible with out yes. there. Yes. And kind of interview. Them. I don't know. I think I like this idea. I li- we have Valentine's the capabilities. Day's right around the corner. Right Special Valentine's, Nerd Godcast Valentine's episode. We're Let's gonna, do it. We're going to make this <laughs> thing happen. <laughs> Neff's excited. Look at that. He's rocking back and forth. He's smiling. I'm just like, hey, man. That's a lot of Target happened. Okay. Target happened. Target happened. Target happened. Target happened. Haptics. Yep, that's that's very nice. Target I'm excited haptic. about this idea for my boys. Me too. So whatever I was going to say, I clearly forgot. Must not have been that important. Thanks, Dad. Just go back to the spot where you were last thinking of it. That's what my mom tells me. He was go sitting to there. the spot where I was last thinking of it. I was right here. <laughs> my mom told me. My mom used to tell me, "Shut up and go to bed." <laughs> and I cried myself to sleep. Jessica, <laughs> what was I just talking about? You remember these things, don't you? Nope. Okay. She was on her phone. Must I remember be. these things. I don't. I'm not in your brain to see where you were going. <laughs> I remember what you said. It's um. It's. I feel like I'm in in a uh, some kind of a dungeon in Skyrim where I've. <laughs> worked my way down this one path and I know that I should have gone the other way but I can't figure out where the exit of the room is to get back mm. so gotta finagle now I'm stuck down there with, with the droggers and I don't know what to do anymore <laughs> Jeremiah 31 verse 25 says I will refresh the weary 
and satisfy the faint. I love the word refresh. I love the word refresh so much. It's a powerful word. When you uh, refresh, um, when you go to Chick-fil-A and you want to refill, mm. they don't use the word refill there. They say, can I refresh your beverage? They're so nice. What a wonderful, they are so nice. What a wonderful and deliberate choice to say refresh, to refill, to renew. I love that. We're, you know, we're, I'm not trying to overdo the whole New Year theme, but I love the idea of, of God refreshing us, of God coming in and refreshing the weary. Sometimes we get done with the things of our lives and it's like, oh, I'm so tired of that or I'm so over that or this is so mundane. And then God comes in and says, look, behold, I'm doing a new thing. You know, let me refresh this for you. Um, and, and there's a difference between reboot and refresh because we've talked about this before. When, when I told you guys kind of what we were talking about tonight, um, I, I think someone mentioned, maybe Jackie mentioned, have, haven't we already talked about this before? And I, I said, no, I want to do this a little bit in a different way because a reboot is when you take all the old stuff and you just swipe it off the table and you start over from scratch. A refresh is when you take that thing and you reinvigorate it, you revitalize it, you quicken it, you bring it back to life and you take it to a new place that it's never been before. So you're not scrapping necessarily the, the old, but you're taking it to a, a new level, a new place. Um, which is which is exciting to me. Um, one of the things I liked about the Hulk movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe is that it didn't feel like it was just a reboot of the Hulk movie that had come out a couple years before because they draw they drew so much out of the old 1970s Hulk TV show that it felt like a re like a refreshed version of that instead of a rebooted version of that. Um, in the same way, um, Zelda, uh, Nintendo does this perfect mm -hmm. because uh, and I guess it was around. Um, I remember first experiencing it in the game The Wind Waker, Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker, mm -hmm. when they talked about the hero uh, would, would rise up. You know, there's always a prophecy about a hero with a green tunic that would come and fight and mm -hmm. save save the day and everything like that. And as they kind of went through the storyline, they, they revealed underneath the sea of the Wind Waker world was mm -hmm. a sunk version, a sunken version of Hyrule. Castle, yeah. And that you realize this is a story that is being told again and mm -hmm. again and again. And it's not a reboot. Nope. It's not just like, well, here's a different Zelda. Here's a different Zelda. Here's a different Zelda. It's one continuous story that where all of these different mm -hmm. reiterations, refreshings of the same thing take place. And it's so wonderful. And there's there's many different links, mm -hmm. many different Zeldas. Interestingly enough, one Ganon. Which is kind of nasty, right? I love it. But I, I love how, like, in the same way, you know, for all the things that come into our lives that are challenging, they can take, you know, we can be refreshed to meet those challenges. Like, mm -hmm. the first Zelda is so indistinguishably different from the Breath of the Wild. Yes. Or from the the Link in, Link of the Past or from, you know, any of the other, these other Zelda 2, The Adventure of Link. Mm -hmm. They all tell the same story and, and they all tell that have the same theme and the same motivation. A better example of that is Super Mario Brothers. Mm -hmm. Now, you, you guys can go back in time to the original Super Mario Brothers. I mean, if I... You guys are supposed to help me out with this. I was, I was laying down the beat, man. Sing a long time. It, you know, it, that's exactly right. You know, in the Super Mario Brothers, you remember the first game and the physics of breaking bricks yeah. and jumping on turtles. And then the second game comes out, and it's a it's a totally different vibe. You're picking up radishes 
and going through like these yeah. dimensional portals and yeah. you know and then and then and then it changed totally when uh Dennis Hopper was a, a T-Rex. Totally different. Let's re- let's reboot totally that movie. D- never <laughs> Toad never bring that up again. Toad was just wearing like a yarmulke. Oh you see, there's three Marios. There's Mario Mario and Luigi Mario. Yeah, so don't ever. Never bring that up again. Oh uh, but, but then Super Mario Bros. 3 came out, and it was, it was so different. You have suits. a flying Super Mario. Yeah, exactly. And then you have Yoshi comes into Super it. Super Mario World. Yes. The Super Mario World, where it's all 3D. Uh, and then you go, like, Super Mario Galaxy, which is a totally. Oh, Galaxy cool. games are amazing. Awesome. Amazing games, I and then Sunshine. and then Sunshine, which is but they're Paper all Mario. very different. Paper Mario, Doctor Mario, no, Mario no, RPG, Mario doesn't doesn't count. Super but, uh, Mario Paint, and then Super Mario Odyssey Ooh, Mario for Paint the Switch, which is great. Now you guys are taking it into like there, if you're going to go to Mar- <laughs> games where Mario makes an appearance, Super Mario Tennis. Yeah, shut up, Steven. <laughs> hey, even even the you're Yoshi's back to I- you're back to being the worst, <laughs> Steven. Even the Yoshi's Island games were kind of cool. But Luigi's I'm talking. Oh my God, shut up, or I'm going to kill you with my hands. How would you like to be rebooted manually? <laughs> my boot. I no, found no my boot. <laughs> right up your manual. There was only, there I was found Steven's Spanish There mood. was only one reboot of life. That wasn't of me. That was of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm about to see if I can kick you back down <laughs> to the old man. Uh from the, the the Super Mario Brothers games, they've constantly been refreshed, yeah. never really abandoning the essence of who they are, but but always becoming something new and arguably something better as they go on. Well, so should it be with our Christian faith. You know, if, if you're still doing the same exact thing that you mm. did when you gave your heart to the Lord, if you're still finding yourself going through the same mundane rut- routine, if routine is even a part of your walk with God, um, I would challenge you to take a good hard look at it and make sure that you're not finding yourself somewhere that's stale or or ineffective. What, what do you guys think? That like what you just said reminds me. Uh, we all have a shared friend named David, and David is a like he is fit. He mm-hmm. goes to the gym every day. He works out. He's really he's he's got mm-hmm. biceps that I wish I could have. Um, but David told me like one time when we were working out together, he's like, "What you want to do?" You mean the one time that you worked out? No, together. we worked out for like a month and a half, like five years ago. And uh, <laughs> and he was like, "He's like, once you kind of get you know going where you're actively going to the gym, what you want to do is every so often you change up your routine." Yeah. And I'm like, "Well, why is that?" He's like, "Because your body will get used to it, and you'll get yeah. you'll you'll gain nothing." It will just be the same thing over and over again. The repetitiveness of it, your body's going to get used to it, and it's going to have no effect on it. Mm-hmm. So it reminds me, like, every now and then, not to change up your walk, but to kind of refresh it a little bit. So you're not you're not just going through the motions. You're not doing the same thing. Yeah. You don't get stuck in a spiritual rut. So kind of do something to kind of refresh, you know, your walk. I mean, I don't know if that's what you're going for. No, you're, that's where yeah, my mind you're right. Do you remember the movie Stranger Than Fiction with Will, yes. Will Ferrell? Where yeah. he yeah. goes and he does exactly the same thing for the exact same amount of time. And you can see all like the formulas and the clocks and the meters around him as he's going through his morning routine because it's so rigid and it's so standard. And he doesn't deviate at all from that. And, and a life like that, although it's predictable and there's comfort and predictability, it doesn't have the passion. You, you Predictability and passion, I don't think are compatible with each other, at least in, in, in every sense of the word. I found a really interesting article on uh, the Relevant website. I wanted to just kind of throw a couple of these headlines out at you and see what your feedback is on what we're talking about here. It's, it opens up by saying the human brain craves stimulation. When we don't receive proper stimulation, boredom creeps in. When boredom is left unchecked, disgust forms and things get worse from there. So they're, they're talking about complacency that we might find in our spiritual walk. What, what do you, have you ever felt complacent in your, in your walk with Jesus? Mm-hmm. At times. Yeah. yeah. 
When when do you find those red flags going up? Uh, when I haven't, like, as a youth leader, when I'm uh, speaking to the kids um, or the youth about um, about a topic, and I say, and it's happened to me in the past where I'm like, you should go into the Bible and read your Bible, or I encourage them to read the Bible, and then all of a sudden I look at myself and I'm like, man, I haven't been reading the Bible, mm-hmm. and like, and I'm I'm, I'm being hypocritical by saying, "Hey, go read the Bible when I'm not when I'm not even looking at my word like I should be." And I think that that's sort of a, and you'll forgive me for saying this if it comes across as a little bit harsh, but I think the "Am I reading my Bible or am I not?" is such a level zero to level one problem. I mean, that's really that that's great that you would be you know, and I appreciate your transparency, but. Am I reading my Bible or not? Is I mean that we we should be so far beyond that being our problem. I'm more concerned not with the people that aren't reading their Bible, but with the people that are and don't care. The people that 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 have the that that do regularly look at the wonder of God's word and can and can do it unaffected. Well, uh, kind of tagging on with what Neff said, it, it's similar to that, but in the sense where it's like when I do read my Bible, I feel like I'm just kind of reading the words and I'm not really like meditating on them or like yeah. I'm just reading it to like check it off my list. And like one of the ways that I um, like combated that is that I got a new study Bible. I tried reading some different translations. I tried um, r- writing things out is an amazing thing. It's an amazing tool to do. You yeah, don't necessarily definitely. have to be like daily with your journaling, but like writing stuff out. Like if there's something in the scripture, look for something that's going to stand out to you right. and write it out, write out your thoughts and your prayers on that. Um, I say that's knowing that I don't stay consistent with it, but I find that when I am, that's when I begin to feel a refreshing in my walk with God and in my relationship with him. Sure. Yeah, that's, that's true. I've noticed like when, and I don't do it just because, Whenever I'm reading my Bible, it's usually like I'm usually really relaxed because I read my Bible in bed. Mm-hmm. So I never think to have a journal. But there was one time where I like distinctly sat down, I was like I'm gonna like read this entire book of the Bible, and I'm gonna journal each chapter. Mm-hmm. And I found I remembered more, and it stuck with. But I also was yeah. able to write down like any que- like not questions I had. Like it was able to help me dive even deeper rather yeah. than just reading it. It helps me to to really experience it. And that and that even happens not only in just reading the Bible, but. Uh, Sunday services, like uh, there, so? like before I before um I started bringing a journal and I, before that I was just sitting in service, um listening to pastor talk. But I don't think I was soaking up the message as mm-hmm. much as I was when I started when I changed it up and started writing notes down yeah. and and adding different things you. to my notes. And, and it's so easy to be distracted even yep. when when you're in service oh, yeah. because I I think that some of us feel like our 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 pew is kind of like our own little tiny apartments where we can do what we want. We can eat our little snacks, you know, or have our coffee or check our Facebooks or, you know, doodle on the back of an offering envelope. And we don't, you can sit in the same room with somebody else who's talking. You can sit in, in a, in a room where, where a message is being delivered that not only requires spectation, but participation where, where you are, where you're not only supposed to be listening, but engaging, partaking like the, the preaching of the word of God and, and the worship service is a shared communion between the ministers and the congregation. Um, It's a shared experience, and yet we can throw it into um, just 
audit mode and we just watch it and act like we're completely insulated from what's going on. We can be right there where the conversation's happening and yet be so well equipped with our own built-in distractions that unless we intentionally, like you just shared, Neff, unless we intentionally choose to engage in a way that takes us beyond just sitting there listening and patiently running out the clock, that we can actually miss out on on the wonderful thing that's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the you know the I you, you were talking and I keep thinking like going back to like Mario or just think of any video game. I know I think a lot of us here play video games. I don't know if anybody at, here doesn't, but I, I if want you, you don't, guys. You're fired. <laughs> I love games. I want you guys to imagine. I don't know. Maybe your favorite game or. The favorite, your favorite game that you play that you know whether it's an RPG and you have to deal with XP and and gaining experience or a first person shooter. Think about starting off a game with like a pellet gun and then at the end of the game you have like a submachine gun because you know you have to fight a particular monster um, in level seven or level eight that you can't really destroy with a pea shooter. Right. So as we're talking, I keep thinking about this whole concept of like level one Christians. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's interesting to think like a lot of us have been in the quote unquote in the game. Um, this is think of Christianity as a video game. We've been in the game for seven years, eight years, ten years, and a lot of us are still stuck at level one. Um, our XP level is low. We're still going around with a pea shooter, and and I think that's weird to think that. It's it's weird to think like when you're playing a video game. I think naturally we get frustrated if we go to like I think Jackie, weren't we talking? You had made a comment like technically you can beat like you can go straight to the end of Zelda. Oh yeah, in like, Breath we, of the Wild you can technically go to the final boss, but you're gonna die. Yeah, okay, so you can technically go to the final boss, but you're gonna die, and that's because you know you maybe you don't have the weapons you need. I don't I didn't play Zelda, so like no, I, I guess what I kind of wanted to bring up was that whole concept of like the level one Christian and, and and why is it okay to to be in the real world and say okay I'm okay being a level one Christian but mm-hmm. when you're playing a video game you're playing Destiny uh, you're playing Mario you're playing you know any game that you need to gain XP whether it's World of Warcraft there's a frustration that happens when you're like I need to be able to beat this boss sure. I need to but I can't because I don't have this weapon. I need to go down this cavern. I need to collect this amount of coins. I need to do, I need to do, I need to do. Or I just need to log in every day just to get my daily loot box. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But then, but are we logging in to create, are we logging in with Jesus? You know right. what I'm saying? And I know I'm getting real like Jesus-y or whatever, but to me, that's that's It is reality. a Christian podcast. It is. Okay. I mean, yeah, yeah. So it's <laughs> like, I, that's kind of what I kind of wanted to bring up to, you know, for conversation was the concept of a level one Christian and what is it really going to take for somebody to plug in, turn on your PS4, metaphorically speaking, and get in the game. My and do it. Your prayer station for... <laughs> oh. Like, like seriously, what's Sorry. it going to take? Because, I mean... I, and I, I deal with this myself too. I mean, whether I'm a level one, level two, level four, I mean, I've been a Christian now for 10 years. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. naturally we should be wanting to, to, to level up. Yeah. So, and I, I, I always, I always feel like a little, a little pricked in my conscience when I hear the Bible verse when it talks about, look, you should be, you should be eating meat right now, but you're still drinking milk. And I yes. go, man, I've been a Christian for like 25 years. 
am I eating meat? I just want to make sure. Yeah, I just want to make sure yeah. this is meat and not milk. I just want to make sure that like I'm, I have a steak and not a bottle. You know, I I, I, right? I got to check my yeah. You know, I got to check myself and make sure like I'm not just doing that that routine of what's comfortable and easy, and it doesn't take any effort to digest or to you know to consume. And yeah, I think having having that like pricking in your conscience is also like showing that you're being engaged with God because if you're not engaging with God on a daily basis like you you might not feel that conviction of like okay am I doing more I want to do more like because if you're not engaging that that conviction might not be there and the fact that there's concern shows that there's care mm -hmm. Stephen tell me about that girlfriend that you had when you were in high school the one you went to prom with oh Michelle yeah <laughs> yeah I dated her for like three months did you date her for three months how many times did you guys go out one time that was yeah. a problem and, and then, <laughs> <laughs> if I'm being honest I dated her to get the girl I like's boyfriend off my back <laughs> so okay <laughs> whoa well not really I mean but, she was the, cute. but the point is this you have you have this uh, you have a girl that you're dating but the time that you spend together is, is not necessarily you know, apropos for the length of time that you have dated. And how many people in the same way can say, well, I go to church every week, but that's kind of the extent of their contribution to their own faith. Yes. That's sort of the, the extent that they're willing to go to. That's as much sacrifice as they're going to make is going and casually waiting out the clock instead of seeing the wonder. When someone gets up to, to speak God's word, I never want to get to the place in my life, and I repent for the times that I have been at that place in my life, where I see it as routine or mundane. <laughs> Someone has spent time praying and studying and preparing the word of God, like the actual word of God so that I can understand it better and apply it to my life. And I treat it like the boring part of the service because I like the music better. Or, or I'm waiting because it's lunchtime and, and why is this guy still talking? You know, In our church, we have um, this really nice lobby area, really nice area that has these couches. And it's really a comfortable, cool little area, these little pods where people can kind of sit and chat and converse. Uh, ideally before and after service yeah but we have a lot of people that will camp out in those areas during service and we have TVs out in the lobby and in, in our what we call the narthex um, that they can look and watch and, and hear and enjoy the service but um, I'm upstairs where my group is on Sunday morning I function in upstairs and we have a little overwatch so I can look down from time to time and I see people um, kind of sprawled out on those couches they'll, they'll you know kind of be relaxing or on their phones or talking to each other or, or or those things and it's like don't you realize like what is happening just on the other side of those doors yeah. like this is not something that you would take lightly um, I watched Neff and, and EJ get super excited about the opportunity to go see Justin Timberlake uh, at a concert we get so excited, we sacrifice, we lay down things to go see, you know, the, the Zelda Symphony of the Goddess or to see Justin Timberlake or, you know, Neff and Steven went to go see a football game yeah. last week. They went to see LSU and Notre yeah. Dame in, LSU the, lose in the Dame. freezing cold yeah. and rain. in the rain wow. yes. near the top of the stadium. Because because you're excited about LSU, you're excited about the football game, you're excited about the experience. And yet sometimes like waking up to get to church on time and dragging yourself into the sanctuary and engaging with the service and doing what it takes to engage in the service is somehow a burden. But we'll go see Star Wars at midnight because, you know, Jedi's. Uh, and I'm not, and, and that's such a, a level one or, you know, an easy thing. But, but no matter what level you're at, 
make sure that you're staying invigorated, that you're finding new ways to fall in love with God, that you're finding new ways to be passionate about your faith and to do something that you've never done before with your faith. I'm excited this year, and I, I'm not at liberty to talk about it yet because it hasn't been officially announced at our church, but I'm excited this year. I'm going to do something that I've never done as a youth pastor. I've never done this thing. I've been a youth pastor for 20 three years this year retiring <laughs> surprise uh, what don't even speak this. and there's a you know there's something that i've never i've never done and i'm gonna do it and it's not gonna be easy but i'm challenging myself to to do it and i'm, I'm excited about it i'm a little terrified about it but so should go our faith I, I knew a little girl ej to your point what you were saying earlier uh a good friend of the show uh keith and, and amanda they have a daughter a little girl her name's piper she's not a little girl anymore she's in i think middle school but um when she was little when they were they would play the I think it was the PS3, and Piper had the game. They had the game Fallout 3, yeah. which I've not played much of Fallout 3, but I'm familiar with it. I love Fallout 3. Piper loved Fallout 3. So I want you to imagine little nine-year-old Piper playing Fallout 3. Uh, the beginning part of the game where you're born and you're a little baby and then you're a child just walking around the fallout shelter yeah, killing rad roaches with and, and, and that's gun. and that's all she did and so this it's what is uh, really amounts to a tutorial phase of the game she would play through that and then once you got to the end of that chapter where you walked out and the game actually begun she would stop restart create a new character and just play that opening intro scene again never actually engaging with the game because she just liked the simple little running around the fallout shelter and, and being a child sort That's of thing so cute. well it's cute unless you're talking about your walk with jesus yeah you know where we get to a certain point we say well i'm not going to give any more god or i'm not going to serve any more god i'm not going to do anything else and it's not even serving it's sometimes we use our service as a way to to shelter ourselves from actually engaging with God like we get we get at the Mary and Martha syndrome you know like Lord I, I know you're here but I'm busy taking care of you right now and he's like yeah I kind of just wanted to be with you though why don't you put why don't you put them dishes down and just come sit with me um, so uh, here's a challenge wherever you find yourself and I'll, I'll give you guys a chance to jump on this at the end this is not a, a, a monologue or a diatribe but wherever you find yourself in your faith look for an opportunity to to refresh this year to do something that you've never done. If, if, if it means being more diligent and making sure that you're in your, your Bible every day, that's a great, easy place to start. That's super easy. You have 24 whole hours in your day. You can find 20 whole minutes to read your Bible. It's super easy to do. That's and, and if you need a Bible, go steal one from a hotel room. That's why the Gideons put them there. If, you, if, if it's praying more, if it's getting involved in a, a small group, a community group, a life group at your church, I promise you, those people will be super glad that you joined, that you signed up, and your life will be better. It'll be changed. If it's stepping out and volunteering in youth ministry or children's ministry or the parking lot ministry or the, the greeters or an usher or whatever it is that you have available at your church, if it's going beyond the church and going on a missions trip or serving at the hospital and caring for people or whatever it might be, if it's just going and reading to children at a, at a school, whatever it is that you can do to bring love and to bring care to another person, find that opportunity and challenge yourself to go further than you've ever gone before, to do more than you've ever done before. Because until we're willing to do the things that we've never done before, we'll never have anything except for the things we've always had. Your responses. Well, I mean, this year I am 
um, trying to be more purposeful with my time and what I spend it on. Um, one of those things is reading my Bible more because I want to have a deeper and more intimate knowledge of what God has written for me. Sure. Um, and so I will go throughout my day, and especially since classes just started, I have little pockets of time between some of my classes, so I'm trying to be more purposeful to where it's like, okay, I could watch like a quick episode of Netflix, or I can do this, or I could read my Bible. I have the little Bible plan going on my phone for yeah. uh, reading the Bible throughout the year. And we're so posting I'm, our Read yes. Through the Bible in a Year plan on our Twitter mm-hmm. at Nerdy Godcast every day. Which is awesome. Follow that. Follow that. Um, and so just trying to be more pur- purposeful and um, more adventurous. Um, in I like the idea of being adventurous in your faith. Mm-hmm. That's, a, that's a really cool term that I don't think most people see when they think about, you know, garden variety, believing in Jesus. Mm-hmm. It's like... Um, Sometimes when I'm at work, I'll feel a little tug on my heart to say something to a customer. Um, uh, be it something, sometimes they'll share little tidbits of their life, and I'll feel a little tug on my heart to encourage them in something from the word. Or like, God is Jehovah Jireh. He is your healer. He's your provider. He's going to take care of you. And every time that I've listened to that tug on like my heart, it's impacted them. It's been able to help them. That's awesome. Um, and so I'm trying to be more adventurous in my faith to where it's like when, when God's telling me to say something, I need to say something. I need to not be scared because I'm working. Sure. Um, but to say it uh, because it can help impact someone's uh, faith and walk with him. Um, kind of piggybacking on what you were saying about, I guess, challenging yourself. Um, just... I'm going to wrap this whole thing up, but I'm going to talk about me for a second. One thing that um, I'm challenging myself with personally uh, with filmmaking is trying to do something I've never done before, but also being excited about it. Uh, So like one of my New Year's resolutions this year is to make a short film. So I've been, what I've been doing has been kind of researching it, researching it, trying to figure out like how I could do this. But what it's doing is it's kind of like charging me up to go out and want to do this. But in the same way with your faith is if, if it's something that you're, that you care about, something you really want to do, you'll kind of get like excited about getting excited about it. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like stay, ex- stay excited even when it kind of seems tough. So like when it's like, if you miss, you know, reading your Bible one day, or if you forget to pray one day, like don't let that hinder your want for an event to be adventurous in your faith mm-hmm. or for the hunger. Don't let that like quench your hunger. Like always be hungry for it. God refreshes us every day. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. No, I know. Um, trying to see. Well, it, for me, I, I think it's, it's a lot of things, but I'll just kind of try to condense it. What I think happens a lot too, is that people, it's almost like they don't want to like let let the old go and i keep thinking about when we talked about refresh and how like chick-fil-a uses the word refresh and one of the one of my favorite things like if i'm out at a restaurant or whatever a lot of times i don't necessarily like to like get like a like a refill of the ice like i like to empty out the cup and then fill it up with new ice and new drink it's still the same drink but and it's still ice but it's just refreshing it's new and i feel like a lot of times people like to keep the old ice 
in their cup. So like they still put the Pepsi in or they still put the sweet tea in, but there's ice in there that has been watered down. And so they just kind of, I don't know, it's just this whole concept of just like this watered down, just kind of like, eh, it's okay. It's not, you know, it's not as punchy as it should be, but I'm okay with it. It's, it's bland, but I'm okay with it. It's supposed to taste like Pepsi. There's Pepsi in it, but it, it's, it's watered down. And it's just this whole concept of just watered down faith, mediocre faith, being okay, knowing like you're looking at your glass. It's about honesty. I, I think one of the biggest things if if you're not necessarily ready to be honest with other people to hold you accountable which that's a very scary thing to trust somebody and say Jackie these are my weaknesses you might not necessarily know me we've been friends for a long time but I've never talked to you about my weaknesses and I need you. You're my friend. You're my sister in Christ. Mm -hmm. And I need you to help hold me accountable. I think a lot of people are scared of that. And so they kind of live this life meandering without accountability. So they don't have anybody to say, hey, like, didn't you say like Stephen, for example, didn't you say like six months ago you you wanted to, to do a movie? Like, did you start? Like, can I see your journal? Have you been writing mm -hmm. your notes down? Like, I think, and I'm not talking about Steven in particular, I'm just talking in general. Like, anybody can say, hey, EJ, like, you told me, like, for example, one of my things, um, I have a character that I created called Astronaut. This year, I will publish my first comic, like, my first issue um, called Astronaut. And it's a samurai astronaut, post-apocalyptic, based on the book of Revelations. So, you know, yeah, I want somebody, I want Tony to, you know, come in, in April and be like, hey, so you talked about this astronaut character. You got anything you can show me? Like, I'm interested. And I, and I just kind of feel like what happens is as the body of believers, we're, we're afraid because it does take that. Because the concept of, like, rebuking in the terms of, like, rebuking with love and saying, hey, like, you're, you could be doing better. It really manifests manifests itself in a beautiful way when you have a relationship with a person. If you go up to somebody and you say, hey, like, and you don't know them at all, and you say, hey, like, you should be doing better, or, you know, hey, check out these scriptures, or this is going to help you with your life, you can easily walk away from that conversation saying, man, like, were they talking bad about me? Or, like, why did they come up to me like that? But if you have a genuine relationship with somebody and you know that they love you as a brother or sister, um, in Christ and you sit down with them and you share with them, Hey, these are some things that you could be doing better. Um, you know, can I help you with accountability? It, it really helps. So I think what I'm trying to say is this, I, I want to encourage everybody to go into this year, understanding that true relationship and true accountability is what, what is going to take you to the next level. Um, whether it's, you know, somebody saying, Hey, I want to lose a certain amount of pounds or, you know, somebody like Steven saying, I'm going to do my first short film this year, you know, so by December 31st, I mean, I would hope that before December 31st, Steven would have already produced something. It's on YouTube. It's on whatever. But by December 31st, if I walk up to Steven and, you know, we're about to say Happy New Year and he doesn't have the product in which he said he was going to have the first week of January, there should be this kind of like, I love you. You're my brother, but I'm disappointed. And I think that's a that's a healthy disappointment because I believe in you. I believed in you, you know, so I believe we all need that. And so that's my encouragement for all of us going forward is to keep each other accountable. And you can't be best friends with everybody, but there's somebody in your life that you can't have that true relationship and that true accountability with, whether it's your wife, your husband, if you're single, it's a pastor, 
you know, if it is your best friend, somebody in your life that's going to say, I am not going to be afraid to, to, to open up the Bible and say, hey, you could be doing better. I love you. This is let's work this out. So, and, and stay excited about it. Stay yeah. passionate about it. You know, we're, we're in this time right now in our, in our church um, where we're doing, the, we start out the year with a couple weeks <coughs> of, of fasting and prayer, with solemn assembly. We come together for, you know, for, for the, the sanctuaries open all day long for people to come in for prayer and communion. And um, during this two weeks of fasting, uh, as we're preparing for it, as my wife and I were talking about, you know, what's our plan going to be this year? What are we really feeling led to do? What are, you know, how are we going to, you know, approach this? Um, and she's gung ho, dude. Like she will tear up a fast. I'm not. I, she don't want to brag about it, and that's fine. But I'll brag about it for her. She will straight up do like a full on Jesus two week fast. Like she don't even care. Like she can just do that's it. That's what's which, up. Yeah, which is boss level. I mean, she's done it before. But and and that was my expectation was that she would do that again. <coughs> and she, you know, as we were talking about it, she's like, you know, I don't know that that's necessarily the right thing. Even though you would think that's the best option. Like of all the things that you can fast, like mm-hmm. fasting all of the things is the best thing. And and um. And she said, you know, I want to make sure that I'm not doing it for the reason of I have a need, so I'm manipulating God. Yeah. Or I want to make sure that I'm not just doing it because it's the routine of what we always do. Wow. You know, I want to make sure that I'm being obedient to God in what he is asking me to lay down and what he is asking me to, to pick up and focus on. And I thought, man, you are such a way better Christian than I am. Like, I was like super, like, I won't teach me your ways, you know? She's she's awesome at like that. And I, I just really admired that. Um, you know, to, to your point, EJ, to your point, Jackie, and, you know, all the things that we've even said before, um, I, I, I made a decision earlier today and I looked over, Jackie has knitted a little neat purple cap um, while we were doing the show. The color purple is one of my favorite colors because it doesn't exist a lot in nature. It's it's a, a color that's associated mm. with imagination because you just don't see purple a lot. Like there's no purple natural. trees. You don't see natural purple a whole lot. I mean there's some flowers and I guess eggplants or whatever. That's that's kind of it, you know. But so purple is a color of of imagination. Purple is a color that inspires. Like well that is unusual. Um, if you saw a purple cat, you'd be like, well, that's different. That's different. Something, something's going on there. And it's going Darn kids. <laughs> I've never seen a purple duck before. I want to know what it would look like. Uh, a beautiful purple duck. <laughs> so um, I, I, I have gotten this in my mind that I'm going to order a case of purple pens. And when I read my Bible, anytime I see something that if I were to see it in real life, I would go, ding! <laughs> I want to, like, look, uh, we see, we read, and, and in, this, in this article, he makes this point. He goes, um, as I came across, uh, he was, I was reading like a good Christian boy. I came across the story of Jesus walking on water in Matthew 14. I finished reading the chapter, closed my Bible, and started praying. And then I had a realization. I'd become so familiar with the passage that it didn't even amaze me that Jesus walked on water. And how many times, really, if we're going to be 100% honest, how many times do we read our word and we just go, oh, I just read this amazing, wonderful, fantastic thing like it was just, eh. Like I'm scrolling past, you know, headlines of things that are marginally interesting. I've heard this all before. Oh, virgin birth? Yeah, whatever. Let's just, you know, get to the presence. You know, and and, and anytime I see something in my Bible that if it were to happen in my life, if it were to happen right in front of me, I would be like, what? I'm going to underline it with my purple pen because I want to be reminded when I read through the Bible, by the way, this is something that's really flipping extraordinary and God is doing it and pay attention to it. 
pay attention to it because this is not just business as usual. This is not just another exercise of the mundane. God is not operating in the natural here. He's bringing something phenomenal into someone's world and you need to pay attention to it. God is not up to business as usual today. In 2018, God is not up to the same old, same old. Um, they, they just released a trailer, if I'm not mistaken, for a new Mega Man game. I like yeah. Mega Man. I've been a Mega Man fan for since Mega Man, since the, the first one with the really ridiculous box art on the Nintendo. I've been a Mega Man fan. Mega Man 2 was one of the greatest games of my childhood. I love it. But 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, as they've gone through, they haven't really changed. And the newest Mega Man game that's coming out, I watched the trailer for it and I had a really hard time getting excited about it because the graphics are still the same Mega Man graphics. The gameplay is still the same Mega Man gameplay. And for some people that inspires a feeling of warm, fuzzy nostalgia and stuff like that. But when I compare Mega Man, which uh, brilliant level design and all those great things, when it looks, feels and plays exactly the same way. And then I compare that to The Legend of Zelda, or to Super Mario Brothers, or to Metroid. I'm about to say Metroid is or the platformer to, too. Or to Metal Gear, or any Ooh. of these system, these games that have evolved over the yes. years and become something so much greater than what they originally were, but still maintained what they really are by that sense of refreshing. I mean, Metal Gear for the Nintendo is unrecognizable when you compare it to Metal Gear 5 for the yeah. PlayStation 4, but... And their hearts, they're very similar games. At very, I mean, they have a lot of the same, but it, that over the years of that refreshing and making it new and making it better. Um, but then I look at Mega Man and go, it's the exact same thing as it was from when I was a child. And I don't want another 25 years to go by and to say my faith is exactly the same as it was 25 years ago. My faith is exactly the same as it was 50 years ago. If it's not growing... I mean, what what what's the point? What's the point? God did not give me um, silk flowers that would never die, but that would also never be fragrant and beautiful. You know, God did not give me a bowl of wax fruit that would you know never never blacken, but would never be sweet or edible either. You know, God gave me something that will require tending and will require nurturing and will require constant pruning and growing and feeding. I want to be part of the vine. I want to be fruitful in my life and in my ministry. And and, and to be fruitful requires being dynamic, not static, not boring, not not mundane, not run-of-the-mill, not same old, same old. I want to be more than Mega Man. You know, I want to grow. I want to be challenged. And and I want... uh, I want my I want to fall in love with Jesus more this year than I ever have been in my entire life in not only in word but in deed also. So, grab yourself a purple pen, get into the word of God and underline the fool out of anything that is extraordinary and let's remember once again that God does amazing things not only in his word but in our lives as well. And that is about all the time we have for tonight. We've reached the end of our road, guys. I know. I'm so sad. I'm going to miss you. And I was just road <laughs> till I can't let go. Yeah, man. It's a natural. You belong to me. I belong to you. Oh, till the end of the road. Still I can't. Still, I can't let go. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we're yeah. uh, 
we're boys to something. Um, <laughs> it's your boys to men. Next time. <laughs> it's your boys. So that's good. That's good. That's good. Again, don't forget to connect with us across all of our social media platforms, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, and YouTube at Nerd of Godcast. Give us a shout on our Nerd of Godcast hotline, 760-N-O-G-C-A-S-T. Uh, if you have that Amazon Echo, follow us along on our Nerd of God daily. We do want to take a quick second and welcome a couple people. We, we're adding some people to our Nerd of God cast extended crew. This would be, I guess, the NOG extended universe. We call it the Nerd of God Network. Hey. We've invited some creative passionate and visionary ministers from really around the country to come in and be a part of the the ministry that we're doing here. Uh, they're going to be helping by contributing to our Nerd of Godcast daily devotions. They're going to be providing content and inspiration uh, for our nerdofgodcast.com blog, and they'll be great resources for our show as well. They've always been great friends, and uh, we look forward to, to sharing our ministry with them. Uh, so we want to welcome, uh, as official members of the Nerd of Godcast Network, uh, from North Dakota, Ben Knight. Hey. Hey. North Dakota. From North Florida, Lloyd Smith. Hey, North Florida. And from New Jersey, Benjamin and Victoria Line Jones. Ben and Tori. Ben and Tori Jones. Uh, so, so really awesome that we're you know God is bringing some awesome talented creative people. Uh, we'll give you all this stuff if you want to check them out right now. You can go to our website nerdofgodcast.com. Click on the Nerd of God Network and you can learn a little bit more about them. We're really really excited and blessed to have them on board. We will add their cultural and technological distinctiveness to our own they will serve as us resistance <laughs> is futile um, i just remember that ben that uh, ben jones and i are uh, twinsies Born i don't the same see day. it oh. oh there you go I say, I feel like feel like you're looking in the mirror. Um, <laughs> next week we have a really special episode. Uh, I can't tell you about it right now, but I have a feeling if you stick around for about two more minutes, you'll know a little bit more about what that is. Uh, don't forget again, like, share, subscribe, follow us online. If you haven't done so yet, please go check out our Patreon page. That's one of the amazing ways that people can help support us. I probably shouldn't wait until the very very end of the episode to say that. Uh, hey, we got a lot of bills to pay, and if you want to help out the ministry of the Nerd of God Cast, Patreon is the best way to do it. You can help out for as little as a dollar episode but it really does go a long way to help us reach the goals and to uh, to continue to reach out to the marginalized geek and gamer community with the love and grace of Jesus Christ which is what we are all about any last words yeah <laughs> <laughs> that was yeah. time for me to throw it off the go yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anything else all right. Well, then, for the Nerd of God cast, uh, Steve-O Supremo. Bye-bye. Big man, Neff. Oh, it's my sister, your girl. Mm. The it twins, Jackie me. and Jess. Bye. Bye. And it's your boy, EJ. Official Ness. My name is Tony T. Until next time, we ain't got to go home. But we can't, can't stay, stay here. here. Voice was that. Special <laughs> guest Louis Armstrong. I see purple trees. All right, so you guys all have your boards. Nick, you are yeah. exempt from this. Congratulations. You advance to the next round. Good job. All right, so when I told Jessica earlier on that she was not welcome back next week, it wasn't really an admonition for her specifically. It was for all of you. Uh, next week, we're going to have a special guest panel here on the show. 
and I'm only going to have room for one extra person. That so means we have to fight for one it. of you. So I'm going to break a pool cue, and what you're going to do, <laughs> like the Joker, uh, next week, expansion. Next week we are. Uh, I'm actually really excited about this. I'm, ha- I'm hesitant to even tell you this because I don't want to jinx it. Uh-oh. But uh, we're going to have a Disney episode next week, <laughs> and we're going to talk about some some Disney things. Um, we are bringing in uh, guests Rodney and Lindsay Cannon from <gasps> Frostpool, Florida, Ooh. and making her Nerd of Godcast debut. The nerd of God wife, Sheena Talavera. How did you convince her? Show? How did you convince her? Are you going to record it? Because she don't do cameras. No, she's, she's behind she's, the camera. She's down for the whole deal, man. Wow, she's in it. So that's cool. Can wow. we just be here and watch? So clearly, better yet, we we have a, we have a uh, like a weird little behind the scenes thing. We set up another camera back there just where you can see our silhouettes, and then we record our own audio of us watching the episode, no. and we do like mystery Steven, science theater really of the right episode. Now. I'm actually recording this for the episode. You're talking a whole. I'm gonna make right Stephen lose so he can't be on the episode. <laughs> trying to get to a point. So this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna see who is worthy to to wield the hammer of Mickey. Um, no. I've got some Disney trivia here, Uh-oh. and if you can hold your own with this Disney trivia, you are going to win uh, a secure spot for next week. So if you don't want to be here next next time we come together for the show, if you don't want to be on the Disney episode, by all means, put, put your pens down. But um, at the very least, I would Bail hope out. that you guys would come in uh, just to try to beat Stephen and keep him at home. So <laughs> here we go. Here. I'll do something. Whose <laughs> castle is at the center of the Magic Kingdom? You're gonna write down all these answers, and we'll we'll come back after the word. Oh afterwards. great, my pen decided. Yeah, my work. pen doesn't work. My either. pen just dried out. Come on. Suck it up, Salisbury. Whose castle is at the center of the Magic Kingdom? You got it. Mm-hmm. What is the name of Captain Jack Sparrow's ship? Number three. And make sure you're numbering them too, so we can keep a good score. Number three. How many ha- happy haunts are in the haunted mansion? How many happy haunts are in the haunted mansion? Number four, what does Epcot stand for? Give you a second on this one. Nick, doesn't it feel nice to be off the hook for all this stuff? Yes. Most definitely. <laughs> How many of you would you have gotten right so far? Uh, I don't know. All don't of think them. I got yeah, good yeah, job. Yeah, all of them. All of them. <laughs> uh, what's the first talking Mickey Mouse cartoon? The name of the first talking Mickey Mouse cartoon. Michael Jackson was featured in a 3D interactive movie at Epcot called Captain EO. Who directed Captain EO? I believe this is number eight. That was number six. This next one is number eight. That was number seven. Oh, yeah, I skipped it. That's weird. Okay, so this is number seven. What are the names of Donald Duck's nephews? Spelling counts. Wait, kidding. what? Spelling doesn't count. What is the name in the movie Aladdin? What is the name of Jasmine's pet tiger? Yeah, I'm so glad spelling doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. I don't know. I, did. I just figured I'd ask. <clears throat> okay. Um, in Peter Pan, Captain Hook has a hook for a hand. Yes. Which hand? 50 50 chance. What is the name of the author who wrote the stories on which Disney based the movies Frozen and The Little Mermaid? Oh, um, 
What author wrote Don't the stories? Say it no, I'm not gonna say, but I'm trying. I'm like, I'm hoping like me being audible is helping to jog my memory because I know what oh, it is. Um, who is the author that wrote stories on which Disney based the movies Frozen many, and The I'm Little Mermaid? So How many questions are there? There is three more. Okay, I'm space. space. Sorry. No, my space. I still got plenty of space. Yeah, so you're extending on my board. Okay. Yep. What was the first roller coaster attraction at Walt Disney World? Was it Splash Mountain? Space Mountain or Big Thunder Mountain? First roller coaster attraction at Walt Disney World. Splash Mountain, Space Mountain, or Big Thunder Mountain? Two more. In the beginning of the animated feature Dumbo, they zoom in on a map of the United States to a state where the circus goes for winter. What state do they zoom in on? And the last one is a tiebreaker in case we need it. It's a closest to the pin answer. How many individual triangles are on Spaceship Earth? <laughs> Spaceship Earth, the large globe that is the icon of Epcot, Walt Disney World's Epcot Center. How many individual triangles are on the surface of Spaceship Earth? All right. Are we all done? We ready? Yeah, I don't, yeah. I'm not super. I'm not, I, don't, I don't think I'm not going to win I think this. I got most of them. All right, let's see how we score. I know score. I got at least two wrong. I'm at least happy about I may have see how we score. Here we go. Two or three wrong. All right, this is, for your, this is to secure your seat in next week's episode. Right. And no, does anyone else, I mean, does anyone, is anybody like hurt in your feelings about like. No. Okay, we just don't have all the seats in the world here. I'll be, people I'll be need hurt. sleep. I'll be hurt. No, I'm joking. All right, uh, who's at the, whose castle is at the center of the Magic Kingdom? Cinderella. Cinderella. You wrote Cinderella, give yourself a point. I almost asked which Magic Kingdom. The Magic Kingdom. <laughs> What's the name of Captain Jack's ship? Black, Black Pearl. Black Pearl? The Black Pearl Ooh, that was is one correct. I wasn't sure if it was right. What? Really? really? I didn't know I didn't know if that was a true question. Oh, okay. Like I didn't know if there you was another if it, ship. If it was well, Barbarossa's, it was only the Black Pearl, if it was something different one. Yeah, that, that's, that's why I wasn't sure. How many happy haunts are in the haunted mansion? Ninety nine. Nine hundred and ninety-nine. Always room for Definitely a thousand. Always room for one more. Any volunteers? Is always mine. What does Epcot stand for? Experimental, Experimental prototype, prototype community, community of tomorrow. Community of tomorrow. Or every paycheck comes, comes on Thursday. Thursday. <laughs> Double points for Jessica. Oh, I specifically didn't say it because I assumed you would take points she wrote away it down. from me. Is it wait, community? wait, what, is it community or a city? No, it's. I'm just kidding. No, no, no really double points. Oh. I was just joking. <laughs> but yeah, uh, experimental prototype community of tomorrow. Oh, dang it. Um, Michael Jacks, uh, the first talking Mickey Mouse cartoon. Steamboat Willie? Steamboat Willie. Steamboat Willie. Yeah, yeah. Give the one I didn't think I was going to get right. Michael Jackson's Captain EO was directed by who? Steven Spielberg. Francis Ford Coppola. I don't know. I think it was Francis I left Ford blank. Coppola. It was produced by George Lucas, directed by Francis Ford Coppola. Dang it. Donald Duck's nephews. Huey, Louie, and Dewey, and Louie. Huey, Louie, and Dewey. Wrong. It's Huey, Dewey, and Louie. <laughs> yeah. To be pronounced in that order. In Aladdin, what's the name of Jasmine's pet tiger? Raja. 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 How does it spelled? R-A-J-A-H. Oh, I thought it was A-A. I put... Two A's at the end. Which hook? The hook brings you back. Which hand is it on? Right left. hand. Left hand. Right. If you put left, you were right. Dang it. If you put right, you were wrong. Hey. Good, good for me. What author wrote the stories on which they based Frozen and The Little Mermaid? Hans, Hans Christian, Christian Anderson. Did I get that right? Hans Christian Anderson. Yeah. Sorry. Well, they kind of put it in Frozen. You have Hans Christoph. Well, yeah, Anna but I, was like, I know it's some weird name. Um, in the same way that they named the uh, the gargoyles in Hunchback of Notre Dame, Victor Laverne Hugo. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Um, what is the first roller coaster attraction at Walt Disney World? Splash, Space, or Thunder? I put Big Thunder. I, well, I thought Thunder. Total guess. I put Splash. Space Splash. Mountain came first. Oh, Nobody okay. got out. See, I thought so it was mad. Space Mountain. I was like, well, maybe it was Big Thunder. Maybe Big Thunder technically was first. As far as their storylines go, I think it would be first. But yeah. Um, in the beginning of the animated feature Dumbo, they zoom in on a map from what state? Florida. Florida. It is Florida. Dang it. I feel like I should have gotten that. Why? All right, Why so let's let's go ahead and really tell us. I knew it was south. I knew it was the south. Dude, the the circus I stopped for the winter 20 minutes from here. I haven't <laughs> seen Dumbo right. since I was four years but old. But in real life, in real life, the circus stops in Taft. That's where they I stay. I know, but what I'm saying. Right up Orange I Avenue. I just knew it was oh, southern, so I, and I know it was stereotypical. You know what would help, Stephen? If he had gone and seen The Greatest Showman. Oh, Okay, so... um. How many? What's our score so far? I have, I have seven. Nine. I have ten. I have. Uh, Jessica has nine. How much do you have, Jackie? Seven. Oh, they said eleven. EJ I'm less like, than man. seven. Yeah. Okay. I have ten. Uh, Sonny would be so disappointed in you right now. Wait, no, hold on. Uh, let me recap. You should have called the lifeline. I know, right? <laughs> seven, eight, nine. No, I have nine. Nine. Sorry, I, I also have nine. <laughs> so there's nine, nine, nine. How many do you have, Jackie? Seven. Seven. Okay, so it comes down to the uh, the triad of table oh, two. Oh man. Then. Goodness gracious. How many triangles? Are oh, on, I got this wrong. I are think. on Spaceship Earth. This is closest I to the pin. What did you get, Jessica? 4,621. Steven. Oh, I got 2,371. Neff. 532. Okay, well, Neff played the low game. The actual retail price. What, what would your guess have been? Mine was 30,000. 30,000? Question mark. Question mark. <laughs> triangles. Nick, how many triangles would you say are on Spaceship Earth? I'd probably say somewhere in the range of, like, 10, 20,000. Yeah, I was. I well, thought it was like double-digit thousands. Actual number is 11,324. Jessica got it. My goodness. That girl. I thought the triangles were bigger than The one person I told couldn't come back next week. I'm like, I thought she wasn't going to make it. Don't tell me I can't do something. Jessica's like, I hate Disney, but I'm just going to do it just to spite you. No, I beat... Stephanie, David, and Mike at Disney seen it. I was so, the only one who hadn't grown up in Orlando. You're, don't impress me with that. If you so beat I do, Sheena, Laura Shirley, and Sonny, then I'll be impressed. I do have Bring one it. more seat that is open, and I will decide at a later time who I give that to. So everybody be really, really nice. Until next time, this is the Nerdy Godcast. <laughs> Bye-bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.